two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm 30 and still gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? A little bit under the weather, um, so I might not be uh, as as angry as normal. The regular weather, or is it the, the, the 19 weather? <clears throat> no, I just don't feel well. I feel like I'm fighting. I'm I'm not losing the battle, but I'm fighting a cold. Yo, Joe. On today's show, we're going to be going over a uh, a bundle of stories here today. We're going to be talking about Ubisoft officially announces another Assassin's Creed. We're going to be talking about Modern Warfare 2. We're going to be talking a lots about Modern Warfare 2. We're going to talk about... I didn't know this was a thing, Sarge. Businesses upset about video games using their likeness in their video games, right? You would think one story would be weird. We have two stories in one week uh, about this, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about PlayStation in general. Um, we're going to be talking about the PSVR 2. It just came out. hope you're saving up for, for the holidays for that. Oh, yeah. Getting ready to spend <laughs> yeah. a lot of money to crash into my television in my house. Uh, we're going to talk about Cyberpunk. is finally in the positive. It's always been in the positive for money, Recep like perception now. It's in the, uh, we're going to talk about the top 10 most hated, or I'm sorry, top, yeah, top 10 more disappointed games this year and the top most hyped games that people wasted their money on. Uh, we're going to talk about that as well. We're going to talk about Marvel Snap. We're going to be talking about Marvel and EA have joined forces to make the next, hopefully not Battlefield. Or, I'm sorry, Star Wars Battlefront uh, uh, debacle. Uh, what else we got on the docket? We're going to talk about Google making some patents, Microsoft losing some money, PlayStation losing some money, and lots of other stories on this week's episode. If you guys like Generation X Gaming, please make sure you share, like, and subscribe. You can listen to us in podcast form on Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and anywhere else that podcasts are be able to, to put things in your ear to listen to us. Uh, they're there. Uh, Spotify, we're on Spotify as well. Uh, that's it. If you'd like to help us out, go above and beyond that. You can become a member as little as 99 cents. 99 cents. See? Stealth just gifted somebody a membership. Thank you very much, Stealth. Here's a cheer for you. Okay. You can become a member for as little as 99 cents. Let me talk to you about 99 cents. Okay. You can go up. Becoming a member. You can go up. You can go up above that as well. Uh, as uh, $5, and then there's another uh, thing after that as well. Uh, you can do super chats. You can gift memberships as well. So we do appreciate you. If you're here just watching, just hit that like button, share it with a friend, share it with an enemy, and let's get, uh, let's get to it. All right, Sarge. Uh, each and every single week, we, we, we talk about what we've been playing, so let's, let's do the intro to that. I can't, I can't remember the name. You, you can't remember the name of the game that you just played? <clears throat> Yep. Killing me. All right. 
What have you been playing, Sarge? You can't remember what it is. Stealth, thank you very much for the $2 super chat. You're not muted. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I, I, I sent it to you. I can't remember the name. Win, win, windward, win, win, some, oh God, it's killing me. When you, killing you me. didn't send me anything, you told it to me while we were playing right before we went live me. last night. Win, windward, <clears throat> windward, windworld, something like windward, that. Windward, windward. Something like that. Yeah. So I'll, I'll look it up. It's, it's a, it's a survival puzzle game that's done in chapters. I'm pretty sure it's a small dev team. I thought it was done very well. I was trying to gift it to you, but I couldn't remember the name of the damn game. Um, so after about like two hours of playing it, uh, the, the, the difficulty curve is, I guess, a little high for people who don't have patience, right? Because it doesn't explain a lot. It explains enough in the tutorial, but it's the best way I can describe it is, is you have you have six spaces, but you have to be able to hold twelve things. Keep the change, right? So the whole time animal. you're playing, you're you have to juggle you're not what me. it is you're carrying until you figure out how to make until you figure out how to make containers that you can take with you. That right? was that was the resources. Was, the, that was super the resources are very. The resources are very limited, and the whole, I guess the whole, I guess, jive of the game is you have to go from island to island, right? You're a seafaring people. Your life is spent on the sea, and you have to build the boat. It's got a little bit of that Sea of Thieves in there. Is it a, uh, is it a survival game? Yeah. Yeah, it's a survival game. I must have died is like it multiplayer? 10, 15 times. Um, my knowledge. I didn't see a multiplayer option on it, but it's, I can't. It's I can't find this game. I don't know. You, I don't. I don't know what Sarge's talking I, about. I can't find any I, information I, on it. I find all the kinds of crazy games. Turn on your Xbox I'll, and look at it. I'll, I'll I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I want to show what it I'll, is. I'll, That's this is a I'll, podcast, Sarge. You talk yeah, about no, a I game, that, but, but and takes, then I put it, it on time. the screen so people are like, time. "What is what is he talking about?" Yeah, it's on game. It's it, it wasn't on Game Pass Stealth. It was it was um it was a game of gold at one point and he downloaded Six it. Time. Waterbender? No, it was called Wind Wind Windward. I think it was called. I think that's what he said. I can't find it though. Sar Sarge is uh, you know, a little under weather. He said so he he can't remember the actual name. <clears throat> he says he says it's a uh, it's right up my alley, and then I asked him. I said it's twenty dollars. And he said, I don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> he said, it's a good game. It's right up your alley. He said, it's worth $20. He said, I don't know if it's worth $20. <laughs> I have no idea. Win, win word is, is I, I, win word. I don't know. Let me, let me, let me see. Wind bound. Wind bound. There it wind is. Bound. Wind bound. Wind bound. There it is. Windbound survival game. Okay. This is what happens if you take too much cold medicine before a show. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mitch Clifford. Oh, hold on, Cliff. I literally, I literally stood up and yanked the headset out of my head. All right. Oh, we looked at this game. We looked at this game when it came out over a year ago. 
we, we, we checked this game out. So in that time, it came out, went to gold, left gold, and now it's $20. So it's been, it's been a while. We 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 did do this. We looked at this game. You get on a boat and you go from island to island, right? Yeah. Yeah. Survival game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how time flies. Yeah, this actually looked pretty good when we looked at it. But it's a single player game, right? It's a it's a survival game, but it's a single player survival game. Yeah. So what does that mean? It's it's off the table now because it's single player. <laughs> well, I mostly play single player by myself anyway. But what I'm saying is, it, there's there's something about games that if if it's a survival game, and I can play with a buddy, that makes it better. Like if Grounded was by itself, it wouldn't be as attractive to oh, me. Oh, we're gonna get, oh, we gonna get into this again. If Fallout, if Fallout was multiplayer, just two people co hang out, co op, right? Co op, the greatest game ever. I oh, well, I'm, I'm letting the greatest you know. game ever. Well, look, I'm telling you, Sarge. I know you'll never play it. But if you played Fallout 76, you would actually like it. You would like it. I'm telling you, you would I like am, it. I, I, I am not going against my morals. I, I'm not I, doing I, I understand that. But what I'm telling you is you would actually like that game. Yeah, so this game, this game looks interesting. But I'll be honest, I don't know if it's worth $20. Well, I'll, what's, I'll, your time, what's your time worth, Mr. Back, back order? My, mine is uh, mine's a dollar an hour. I get, can I get, can I get twenty hours out of this game? Probably a little less. Only because you're good at games. You're clueless. Twenty hours, probably. Pepsi says so. It's uh, it's Elder Ring, but for children. Is this Avatar? No, it's not Avatar. That that is such a stretch, Krebsy. Like, <laughs> like Elden Ring. Twenty dollar game. Krebsy is it goes, Elden Ring for children? I don't, I'm. What what is what is Elden Ring supposed to be? Elden Ring's for everybody. Is it, is it rated E for everybody? I don't think it is. Um, isn't isn't? I'm not sure actually. Now, I'm not sure. Cartoon New World, <laughs> but single player. I mean, it, it almost it almost looks like Fortnite, Mike. It has the same kind of graphics. Everything everything looks like Fortnite. Hold on, let's see what. Uh... Listen, I I can't. If I judge the game harshly because I the, the information that I know about gaming, I could probably destroy this game in five minutes. But I looked at it as just a this looks like an interesting game. Let me play it. Let me figure it out. You know, I like I like the game to not tell me everything. I like to struggle in the beginning to understand the mechanics of a game. I know it's crazy. I actually like to learn a game as opposed to being told how to play it, look up all the secrets and win the game in an hour and a half and say, ooh, that game was good. Like it was, like it was something like you defeated. You defeated nothing. Let me see. ES, ESBR rating for Elden Ring, uh, as it stands right here, it's uh, M for Mature. Mature 17 plus. That's Elden Ring. Is that right? Yeah, I guess that is right. It's all the, all the, uh, the demons and stuff. So what else you uh, what else you been playing, Sarge? Did you play anything else? Uh, I well, Hell Let Loose is always in the rotation. Well, so it's 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 Hell Let Loose and something else. Well, we so we, we did the, play the Battlefield. Night, we did play Battlefield. The other night we played Battlefield, right? And I am rusty, rusty. What what did you uh, after playing Hell Let Loose the entire time, like for months and stuff, and you haven't gone back to Battlefield in a while because you had to re-download I did horrible. it. Horrible. 
I did horrible. Right. What, what did you think about going back to it? I did horrible because I'm so used to the movement. I've dialed in on Hell It Loose. I've set all my options up properly, right? So how my gun moves. The the, the reticulum moves so quick. <laughs> you were in, in, in battlefield. I was like, I'm I'm trying to literally I'm trying to aim at a guy. I'm going like this. I'm you, like, were, what? You, you were so I didn't even angry. Shoot <laughs> I, I wasn't even shooting it, and the thing's yeah. doing this. I'm like, oh my god, I can't. I the can't entire zero in. time. Chat was just like, is that Sarge cursing in the background? He's like, son <laughs> of a bitch. God damn it. What what is what is the sensitivity on this thing? Yeah, the, and that's what I'm saying. The sensitivity was cranked, cranked up like the standards on. I don't that know what my is. I don't know what my sensitivity is at. I I think it's it's pretty tuned in more for sniping than it is for my close combat stuff. I was on fire last night. Rebsy said they had a, they would have to you know do a drug test on me. I was I was I was in the sixty kills. Right, that's sixty and fifty. Yeah, and I, was, I was rusty. The, the first, the first match, I was like forty and ten. Oh no, I'm sorry, ten and forty. No, I was like, going to say, yeah, those are good numbers. Was, was, for the first, the first, the first two. <laughs> rounds I was sixty-two was and three. It was a terrible game no, no, for reverse, me. Reverse. I got, I got killed a lot. And then, like the third game, I was about fifty-fifty. There's. Then the, I started. Then I started getting mad more because I couldn't, could not dial in the sensitivity. And then once I get mad, I go medic. There, there's then, I, at least, then at least I'm helping the team while I'm trying to try to take over a point. There's times yesterday when I was playing that we were about to lose, and I was like, "Fuck this!" And I just ran into the thing, hunkered down, and just stayed there. And then you guys started spawning on me, and then we take the we take the the spot back over. I look, I don't care how many, I'll argue until I'm blue in the face. The reason Battlefield to me is a better game than Call of Duty is because of the squad based system, right? Like, for instance, yesterday, when you find a squad, even though we're not talking to each other, it was just me and you in a, in a, in a, in a group. It was just me and you in a group, and that was it. We weren't talking to our other, other people. People in our squad were dropping ammo. People in our squad were reviving us, right? People in our squad were sticking with us. If you, if you did a point, if you, if you say, oh, we're attacking this, everyone kind of moved together, right? Hit squad came into our, 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 uh, our squad from, from the stream, and you just move. Like, yes. There are other people in the game, and it was funny. Krebsy set, pointed out yesterday. Goes that must be the Call of Duty crowd because there was a other group in our in our team that was not reviving anybody. They weren't doing anything, and they were just piling into one section, trying to just dying over and over like a meat grinder. Oh, right, just, just right, just banging your head against the wall. Yeah, that's it. But that that does not that stuff does not happen unless mm. in Call of Duty you're with a group and you're playing together, right? But there's one thing that'll always be. Right, and which they don't even have in the game anymore because Battlefield 2042 does not have the same appeal. Is the fully destructible environment? Comic asked me yesterday. He goes, "So if Call of Duty had fully destructible environment, would it be a better game?" I said, "100%. If they had fully destructible environment, I would be in Call of Duty because of the sound, the gunplay, everything in that game is better than Battlefield. But Battlefield, the core of the squad." And the fully destructible environment makes it so much better than what Call of Duty has. If Call of Duty ever does, which I don't think they will because they don't have to. They don't have to. Right? Because they're making gajillion dollars when it's no destructible environment. So why would they spend money to make fully destructible environment, right? Um, but if they ever did that, I would go back and play Call of Duty because... But what Call of Duty does do well that Battlefield stopped doing was that Call of Duty... Has a campaign, yeah, 
right? And then when you're done with the campaign, you, play multiplayer. you are yeah. left with the multiplayer. Yeah. And Battlefield used to do the same thing, and then they stopped. I don't know why. Then they just stopped because they weren't getting their market share, and they wanted to be Call of Duty. Yeah. And slowly but surely, they kept modifying the game. They tried to be like Apex Legends, and now you got specialists, specialists, and all this kind of non they, nonsense. Battlefield nonsense. One, uh, as Krebsy says, Battlefield One, the beginning of the end edition, right? Like that—that that is the last Battlefield. That was the last. That was the last Battlefield. Like, yeah, that's done, the last done Battlefield. That way. Yeah. And I thought it was done well with yeah. the stories about the guy. Yeah. They taught you a little bit of the, the history. history of it. Yeah. You know, I it, thought it was done well. And 90% of the population that worked on that game no longer works at no e works. No longer works at dice. Right. According to the according to the stats, somewhere between 80 and 90%. That was 90%. Yeah, it's 90% of, of the, of the, the staff. people that worked on that game are not there. Yeah, correct. So 60% didn't work on the last one. Which is five. So it's all new people. It's yeah. all new people. Yeah. And and what and what bothers me is if they're all new people, right? If they are all new people, they've all played the battlefield game. You, you would hope so. Like those guys grew up during Battlefield. I don't understand what is happening. I don't know, Sarge. It does that, that, that's not that's not the thing. I mean, we're not we're not covering the story, but Henry Cavill, he is a huge Witcher fan and wanted to stay true to the books and the people that were writing the actual story. Didn't read like, the book. didn't didn't write didn't read the books or didn't like them yet they're working on a job and then changing shit right so he's like I'm leaving right I mean so to say did these people not play the game probably they probably didn't play the game they're like yeah I want a job oh wait I had to do research no I'm good I know what a battlefield game is it's like COD right right and they and they and they try <laughs> everything, to, uh, everything it's like Fortnite right it's like Apex Legends yeah we got this we got this right everything's related to one of those three good yeah so if you mention if you mention the big three you're fine. I I uh I played I played um a game with my son. I didn't talk about it last week, so I'm gonna talk a little bit about this week. It's called uh Humans Falling F Fall Flat. I think it's what it's called. Yeah. It's a it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle game. Let me let me bring this up on YouTube. I think I think I've heard of this, but I didn't see it. Humans, I think it's Humans Fall Flat. Yeah, Fall I've flat. heard of this. I heard of it, but I didn't see it. So this this is um. This is a fun game, okay? This is a fun game where, where is it? Yeah, so this is this is old. Like, the, there's a new one, a newer one. But you're like a limp body, right? It's like your body has no bone structure, and you're just like a flop around. And the controls on this thing are right analog, left analog. And this is not my gameplay. Where I just took gameplay from, right? And what you do is when you hold the right trigger, it holds your right hand, right? And when you hold your left trigger, it holds your left hand. Now, if you look down with the right analog stick, you'll bend down. And if you look up, you can put your hands up in the air. So when you jump, it's it sounds more complicated than it is, but it's it's hilarious when you play this, okay? So it, it looks like Grand Theft Auto 3. <laughs> so you have to figure out these like puzzles and whatnot, okay? You have to figure out these puzzles, and it's a really good time. So right now, this is on Game Pass, and if you have a buddy or someone to play with, go check this game out because it looks very simplistic, but I guarantee you, you'll either laugh your ass off or you'll throw a controller through a wall, okay? One of the two things will happen. You'll either laugh your ass off or you'll throw a controller through the wall, okay? But it's a, it's a good time, okay? So... Humans fall flat when you play two player co-op. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of fun. 
I wanted to play this with you last night, but we played Battlefield instead. Okay. I think that's I think that's the better choice. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think, think that was I think, that I was think this choice. would be I think this would be stream gold with me and you playing this trying to you trying to figure out the controls. Okay. Oh, I see. My my pain is your pleasure. I got it. That's right. Right. So this this is actually a, a pretty good game. Uh check it check it out. Uh so that's that's the one of the games I played. Why why is he walking like he's drunk? That's that's what it is. It's like your bone structure doesn't exist in it. It's 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 the funniest thing when you're when you're playing. Now try to play this with an eight year old. Okay. He didn't do anything and I had to carry him through. <laughs> and then he all oh, he was Oh, so like so like every other day. Yeah, yeah, basically. All right. So it was it was pretty good. Uh another thing I'm playing is I I went I jumped back in. Sarge did play with us uh last week. Let's see. It's uh Minecraft Dungeons, but they're they updated the tower. Okay. Uh the tower is multiplayer now. Um Ooh. I guess I could just put tower. Let me just put walk through. Ooh. That's ten months ago. Is we tower. Have... That person. Let me see if I... they're just gameplay. I just want to see some gameplay. I'm sorry. The game's called Stomach Virus. That's a game. Are we serious right now? Is that real, dupe? Okay. So this is. This is Minecraft Dungeons, right? They updated when when they first came out with this tower update. It was only single player. Okay, this is footage of single player. But um, they just recently did an update about a, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and it's now multiplayer. So you go through basically Gotham Knights. We'll talk about that in a second. Is having a tower mode added to it it's called Heroic Assault. This is their tower, thirty floor tower that you go through, and. It's not your character. It's it's a character. It's new every time you go into the tower. And as you level up through the tower, you get to pick one piece of gear to level up each time. Every ten floors, you stop at a uh, you stop at this like shop, and you can make your stuff unique items. So if you have a if you don't have a unique weapon, you can get a unique weapon or uh, armor or uh, range weapon. Right. So it's a lot of fun. So I'm telling you right now, uh, a lot of a lot of looters out there. Don't know how to make a loot system. Minecraft Dungeons does a really good job with the loot system in this game as far as what to do, where to go. Uh, you you know what you're getting based on the uh, the intentionality of it. Um, as you go through this, it's a random... As you, if, you, if you get to level 30, which I haven't done yet, uh, you get good rewards. So time for what it is seems pretty good. Um, and then on top of that, the, the regular game... Let's say I play with you, Sarge, and you're a new character, and I get a level 13 weapon, but it's it's heroic or unique, okay? Well, I'm a level 179, so my level 13 weapon I just got from playing with you is, is pointless. It doesn't do enough damage. But I could take that piece of gear, give it to the vendor, and then go play on my game harder difficulty stuff. And if you complete three hard level stuff, then that piece of gear goes from level 13 to my level. Right, it's it's a really good system, so everything's viable. Mm. <clears throat> and then, Interesting. So it's like this is like a better version of Diablo. Yeah, yeah. And then and then all the stuff that you put on your weapon. So if you enchant something, okay, your enchantments on there. If I put twenty points of something on a weapon, and then I des I decide I don't want that weapon anymore, and you delete it, you get all that enchantment points back at you. Okay, and then on top of that. 
every level you go oh, you, up. Oh, oh, you mean it's not wasted? Right. It's not wasted. And every level you go up, you get another enchantment point, right? So it, there's a lot of stuff with this game that you can do. And it's a really fun game. Again, un, it looks simplistic, but there's a lot of depth to this. And it's a really fun game. Uh, I was going to play it again last night. One of the other games I was going to play last night, but instead we played Battlefield. So check out Minecraft Dungeon Tower Edition if you wanted to try that out. And you can do multiplayer, which is fun, up to four people, which is great. Okay, so check that out as well. Um, Gotham Knights. I've been playing a lot of Gotham Knights. And Gotham Knights, let me see, um, played today. the hell is the words that I have? Oh, that's the other channel. I played the other channel. <laughs> Give me one second. I'm trying to find the footage so I can bring it up. Dude, All right. There's, there's, so, there's so many sleeper games that I don't really pay attention to. So... Gotham Knights is getting a heroic assault uh, in a couple weeks, and that's the 34th thing that we just basically talked about for Minecraft Dungeons. We don't know how it's gonna, what, what it's going to be or what it's going to do or whatnot. What's happening right now in Gotham Knights, besides the drama that people don't like it or whatever, it's positive reviews overall. Uh, the people that actually play the game, they actually like the game, where the people that didn't play the game are talking crap about the game. problem that I have right now is I think Batgirl is, is glitched out. Okay, so to get better gear where I'm at right now at level 40, you have to, there's one person on the map per night, okay? And then there's other events that happen. And uh, you, go to, you go to the watch, which is the character on the, on the thing. There's five of them across the map, but only one per night. And you do their task for them. So you go up to them. They give you a task, and it says, go kill, uh, go, go, Go stop five crimes. Go stop 12 crimes. Go do silent kill or uh, silent attacks. Uh, you know, just, just do a bunch of stuff, right? Like task, like a challenge. So you go do these challenges, and then when you're done with the challenges, right? So there, there's one of the guys right there, Ortega. Okay, I would, I would click on him, and then I would get the, get the challenge, and then I would do the challenge. And at the end of the challenge, you get the reward. And you're supposed to get a high-end reward, okay? Well, I've done it. I don't know, about eight hours now. I got my very first drop today with Batgirl after like eight to ten hours, and I think she's glitched out, okay? Ten minutes, I played with Red Hood, and I already had a, a, a piece of gear with four mod slots on it, okay? And I was like, there's something, there's something definitely odd with this. Now, Tony Bing, who I, I watch on YouTube and stuff, if you guys don't know Tony Bing, he does some good content, and he's a stat guy, Okay. He figured out, like, right now, he loves playing this game, but he says, I'm done playing it because all the gear is not random. So, meaning that all the gear has the same stats no matter what. He goes, so there's no point. Once you get that piece of gear, you're not going to get a better piece of gear. So, you can't get, like, a god roll. That god roll is the top piece of roll on across any piece of gear, right? So, there's no point of actually farming. So, once you get the piece that you have, you're, there's no better piece than that as of right now. Now, I don't know if they have a plan. Um, you know, uh, WB Montreal has a plan for Heroic Assaults. Maybe that's what the, the Heroic Assaults award is. Like, if you do all 30 floors, maybe you get a piece of gear that's better. But the problem with that is, the problem with that is, what is the point of that gear if there's no other type of stuff 
going on in the game. But overall, this game's a lot of fun. I'm having a blast with it. People ask me all the time, is it worth it? I said, if you're a Gotham fan, pick it up. It's a lot of fun. If you're not a Gotham fan and you're hesitating, you're like, I don't know if I should pick it up. Don't pick it up. Wait for it to go on sale. Black Friday is just a couple days away or a couple weeks away. It'll probably go down to like 50 bucks, if I'm not mistaken. You know what I mean? Uh, and then after the holidays, it'll probably go on sale because they want to make more money. They want to get more people in and, and whatnot, right? So we'll see what happens. But isn't it, isn't it fall into the same category of that if the game is supposed to be about gear, then you have to make me, you have to have content that, that uses the gear as opposed to just having fun with a superhero game and you, you once you're kitted out, you're kitted out and that's fine. Like what, what side of the fence are you on? Like if, if it's meant to be a looter, and I don't want to say traditional looter, but if it's meant to be a looter, and I always, I always like to go back to, to Borderlands for the, for the that's, sheer... That's exactly what they should do. For, for the sheer reason that in Borderlands, you can constantly looking up looking for gear, and and the minor differences in the stats don't look like a lot. However, if you're able to put a relic with a, a grenade piece with one of your armor pieces with that with that specific gear, it does something unique. Right. Right. And so that's the whole point of farming because the top end uniqueness of gear sets is what keeps you playing the game because maybe you'll find someone that does massive melee or maybe you'll find someone right. that does massive shock damage. And then and then by you just playing the game and collecting gear, how you feel like collecting, because finding gear lets you see, maybe I should go after something like this, right? You'll find a piece of gear that says frost damage, uh, doubles, they if have. this, yep. if this, right? So then you start looking for gear that matches up with the frost damage the same thing happens when you play end game except now you've been playing for, let's say three four months and then an end game piece that they release later on introduces enemies that are susceptible to specific gear sets so if right. you happen to be have farmed and have one you'll do better if you don't have one, now you'll start to farm looking for those gear sets that'll help you defeat it. Like that's the that's the natural progress of these games. I don't understand why they they're so they they fight themselves on it. Like, which way are you going? Is it meant to be a gear loot game? I'm looking for stuff. Well, or I'm just happy to play a superhero game because I'm fine with either. But it, yeah. you got to pick a side. This this game is definitely has live service like blood in it okay and i compare this game to like outriders right outriders is definitely a live service game but it's not a live service game okay and i feel like gotham knights falls into that same new category where we want i'll be honest with you we don't like live service games because of what they've been doing with live service games but now when you get a game like outriders and you get that loot grind that's in outriders and then you have nothing to do and then they bring in more stuff down the line you have a dlc they add more to it Cool. That is the category that this is in, which is like a Borderlands, in my opinion. Like, Borderlands 1 and 2 was play the game, loot, get the loot, grind the loot, and then DLC came in, and then it raised the cap a little bit, right? Raised the cap as it goes. I think that's what this game is. Now, here's the problem that I, that's here. Once you, once you beat Harley Quinn, once you beat Clayface, once you beat 
Mr. Freeze, and you're in New Game Plus. You've already done it again. If you want to play them again, you got to go back through New Game Plus again, which is a campaign yet again, or join a random person's game that hasn't done it yet and then help them do it, okay? Now, me and Stealth have been playing, and we played it on the hardest difficulty today, uh, playing uh, against Doctor Mr. Freeze. And I thought I, he got a glitch, but for the most part, I thought the actual boss fight was actually pretty good on the hard difficulty level. Both of us, both of us, co-op, hard level, was actually a pretty good fight, okay? Now, the issue that I see with this game right now is there's no difference besides resources of the drops that happened and the gear that drops for you. So if I'm playing on easy or if I'm playing on hard, if I get a piece of gear, it's the same stats, it's the same things, nothing different. But what I've noticed is the materials are less for the high-end materials. Now, I'm, I have a bunch, a bunch of materials that I'm not going to use. I don't know what I'm going to be using it for. But another issue I see with this is that what you were just talking about, Sarge, as far as, like, you get gear and it has, like, freeze uh, uh, to stop you against freeze. Like, so you're, you take less damage towards freeze or uh, poison or whatever. That's great, but you're not going up against anybody besides the peons here, which are fun up to a certain point. What I would love to see in this is that if I complete a premeditated uh, uh, fight, okay, and there's like six or seven of them on the map, sometimes there's like ten of them on the map, if I complete a certain amount against, let's say, Mr. Freeze's guys, I think it would be amazing if Mr. Freeze shows up inside Gotham, and then you have to fight Mr. Freeze, like a world boss type of thing, inside the open world of Gotham, okay? That would keep me coming back to play, because as of doing the, pre the premeditated stuff, then it would open up Mr. Freeze again, and then if I go against the Freaks, then Harley Quinn would show up again, and if I play against the, um, uh, I forget what the, uh, what Clayface's guys are, but if I, if I do that, I go up against the mob, if I go up against every like these different villains would show up and they're doing like, a, it, it doesn't have to be like a cinematic story. It just, Mr. Freeze is tearing apart the city and you're like, wow, we got to go stop him. And then you go fight him. Right. And they could just keep putting more bad guys in because yes, it's cool that these bad guys that you're fighting, but it gets a little, a little outdated after a while. You're like, okay, how many guys, how many elites am I going to fight? And then when you get up to a certain level, you're, you're doing like 12,000 damage. I can just bounce between people and, and one-tap them, okay? And at that point, it's not a challenge anymore, right? Because you've got the gear, you've got the mods, you've played it. It's great. But it wants you to come back and play it again, but there's nothing to come back and play it for. So I hope they do something right. with the Heroic Assault. I hope they do something with dropping bosses inside the, uh, the open world of Gotham, because that would be cool. That would be cool. The, the direction they should be heading, and I mean this sincerely, I'm not trying to, to put the developers down, but I know what they're trying to accomplish, and they're, they're close to doing it. They just, I think the, the stigma of a games, as, games as a service and the microtransactions always get in the way of how a game like this is supposed to develop naturally. I would assume that if you're doing a superhero game like this or like Avengers, that you'd have a sandbox to play in, regardless. Right. It, it's a city, it's an area, it's a station, whatever sandbox they happen to make. And the, the list of characters that are in that city can be in that city, but only one of each character. So, like, the server is the server, and it allows one of each type of character to be in there. That way, when you're in the game, 
you feel like one of the heroes right. inside the sandbox that you're playing in, right? Right. And as the game progresses in your single player game, the missions that you have paid for or the DLCs that you have paid for, okay? And I say DLC, not games of service. Yeah, yeah. Right? So let's just say, for instance, you happen to be in the game and I'm in the game. And in the DLC that I bought, the Gotham Bridge got blown up. And I finished that mission, right? The Gotham Bridge got blown up, right? If you happen to come into the server where I am and you have not done that yet, right? You see the bridge blown up because I have I have pushed right. the game forward. Right. So the city changes around depending on who's in the server, right? Right. And so you are asking the question, why is the bridge blown up? And so you know that other things that are happening in Gotham, either missions you haven't completed yet, lead up to that moment. Right. Right. Well, that would be something unique in the game where everybody's involved in something. And then when you notice things in the world, you're like, well, why is that? Oh. You no. Know, why is that building missing? Why is the empire? Why is the empire building frozen solid? And I can't yeah. get in it. The, the problem, you know, the problem with that, so though, many options. The problem with that, though, with the DLC is that you're starting to separate the player base. Cause if stealth has the DLC and I don't, can I yes. join his game and play in the world, but I can't do the story missions. Is that what it is? That's correct. You're okay. in the sandbox, but you can't so the do the sandbox. The sandbox is open to you. That, but... gives you. that gives you a reason okay. to want to buy yeah. the DLC. Yeah. No, I, I, I really like the game. I'm, I'm enjoying myself with the game. I hope, I hope they go the route of DLCs with more story, more villains, more stuff. And if you want to play it, then you buy it. And if you don't want to play it, then you don't buy it. But obviously, maybe you, you don't. Maybe you don't like the chapter. But then, it, but then at right. least, at least it gives the developers an avenue where. I have to stop punching the same eight guys. Right. Right. You have to mix it up. You have to put a little bit more decent AI in the villains and a variety where it, it, it increases your skill and challenge as you play. Once I reach top level gear and I've been playing the game for a month, I'm going to be cleaning up, right? You have to give me somebody else I can fight or something else I have to defend right. against in order for me to attack again. Like it's not just mash buttons and win. Well, no, give me, Give me something to stay in the game for. Well, hopefully in a couple of weeks when they do the heroic assault, the heroic assault comes out and the tower uh, level thing is good because obviously that's the last thing that's coming out this year. And we're probably not going to get a DLC with this game until after like February, I would think, or yeah, because once they go out and break for the holidays, they come back around like the second or third week of January. And then they'll, they could drop something maybe in February or March. So you're, you're talking one month after launch, and then they probably go silent until until February, right? And hopefully this game, again, we don't know. They might not even do any more DLC. It might be just a heroic assault, all depending on how much they sold, right? You know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, right. but do you remember, do you remember like in the old days, like playing Freedom Force and DC Online and the, the attempts, the attempts of what an MMO game would be with superheroes? Like, we know that was the old way it was done, but like you see the new way it can be done. Look at the city in Spider-Man. Look at the city in Batman Arkham. Like, look what they can do. And the systems are getting strong enough now, and, and the online capabilities are, are, are strong enough now data-wise, where you can have an all-encompassing sandbox where multiple people can feel like the heroes of that sandbox. Right. We're close, man. Yeah. We're close. Hit Squad says Gotham needs more villains, suits, increased level cap, so more, uh, so many more abilities as well. 
<clears throat> I don't to, to to bring your expectations down. I would take I would take the villains in suits and increase level cap, but I don't know if you're going to get abilities, right? I don't think you're going to get new abilities in. I think the abilities that you have, if you bring in like what I was just saying about uh villains coming into the open world, that would be cool, and I think they could do that. Right? They already have the assets and, and whatnot, so they could they could do that. And then as far as the suits, I think Stealth said up above, he says maybe the that, that suit that we got that leaked by accident in the game is is one of the, the things that you get from Heroic Assault. Maybe. Who knows? Jason says Gotham Knights need 60 frames and a $20 price tag. I th- come on. That's that's ridiculous, Jason. It's it that game, that game is not a $20 game. That game I would pay max 50 bucks for it, right? Like if it's on sale and you were and people are on the fence about it, $50 is worth it. Even if it's not at 60 frames per second. Like all games before that, even the Arkham games were 30 frames per second and this game's a good game. It is a good game. It's not a shit game. Brain says uh, Marvel Online Universe would immediately compete against OGs like WoW, Evercrack and Guild Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, DC Universe is still getting updates at this time. I I don't know. I I see a superhero game not being played like in a traditional MMO. You know, it's 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 more of a hybrid. You know, it it would be I don't want to say it, but I'll say a little I'll say it. It's it's a little bit like Destiny, a little bit like Borderlands, but it's not like ESO or WoW. You know, it does it doesn't play that way. It plays how you're invested in the game, you're doing the missions in the game. And like every time you come on, like like you've been telling me now, you, you say that every night cycle there's some crimes going on. Yeah, different ones. But, yeah. Right. So wouldn't it stand to reason that if you decide to play that evening, it gives you kind of like a list of stuff that's happening in the city, like like a like a news report or like Commissioner Gordon like sends you a thing. Well, Gordon's right? dead. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying. I, I, like I, got, the, I got what the, you're saying. Yeah. The, the police, the police, the police well, chief they, in charge sends you like a list. They right. They and so if there's a have thing, that. It, so if there's a bank robbery, yep, right? Like, just just like like a normal mission. Like if it's a yep. bank robbery, and they actually get away, if they actually make it to the spot where they're supposed to go, they do that. Then it it gives you a negative, yeah, a negative it, spin it, you on fail. Your guy. Yep. Like that's that's the way they, they like do that's, that. That's yeah, they good. do that. I'm and, glad. And, and then on top I'm of glad. that, on top of that, if you um, so you can interrogate the guys. So if you're if you're fighting a uh, a crime. There's one guy in the group that you have to get and grab, and then you interrogate him, and then he says, "All right, I'll tell you." And then, and then other things open up on the map for you, right? And what happens if you accidentally knock or kill him? Then you don't, you, you don't, don't know information. You so don't you, get it. Yeah, that, that's that to me is progression. Yeah, in, in the sandbox game. Yeah, they've done that a really good. They've done a really good job because it's predetermined missions, right? There's multiple bad guys. There's the mob. The re- it was the regulators, the freaks, and. Um, I missed one. Oh, the Talon, and then the League of Assassins, right? And there's like different types of things going on throughout the city, and they're all random, right? And it might be it might be a a bomb mission, but it's uh, or bank robbery, it's the mob, and then it might be the regulators breaking into something, and then you fight them. And as you progress through the stuff, now in the end game, all the guys have like superpowers, or they have like these gloves that freeze the ground, or they have like turrets that shoot at you. There's a lot of stuff going on. And what you're really supposed to do, you're supposed to sit up on top of a building. You're supposed to scan to find out which guy is the guy you're supposed to interrogate. You're supposed to, you can play how you want, but you can take him out silently. 
You could take them out by by blowing stuff up or hacking their devices or just going in guns blazing or come in there and, and, and fight them head on. There's a lot of different things you could do. They've actually done a really good job of this, and I I personally think they've done a better job with the open world with the with the bat with the criminals and stuff than Spider Man did. Now Spider Man did a fantastic job for when it came out in 2018. I think oh, they sure. they've raised the bar for an open world superhero game where there's things going on and it feels like the city's alive and changing and stuff. Where Spider Man, let's be honest, I love swinging. It's one of my favorite games of all time, but when you, when you get a bank robbery, it's the same bank robbery in a different different location every single time, right? Once you do it once or twice, you're kind of like, all right, this is the same type of thing. This is just a little bit better because there's more variations, more things to do. There's like 15 total different type of events that can go on uh, with it. So well, imagine, imagine if you will, that it gives you like since you're playing the the Batman. Like in the back computer, they show you the list of the, the the crime gangs, the syndicates, right? And if like if you keep fucking up and you don't stop them from stealing the money, that they get more power, right? And what what should happen is as the as that uh, as that group gains more notoriety and more power, they start doing bigger and bigger crimes and get harder and harder enemies. So it's important to keep them in check. Otherwise, you end up with like super mech force coming down. And they're trying to steal like an entire building. Like that, I think some, that would be amazing. That would be right? cool. That would be cool because every night, if you don't stop the missions, and they just wipe. But that would be a cool mechanic if they, if you didn't do the crimes and you just did like one or two, and all the other ones they got away with the bank robbery, they got away with the kidnapping, they got away with the they bomb get, stuff. They get stronger, so they, they get, get stronger. stronger. So if you don't complete them, then the next night they'll be stronger when they do it. That yep. that'd be that'd be an interesting mechanic if they did something like that. Uh, Hit Squad says so many, also, so many options. So also, many the options. story uh, progression—you get more different uh, uh, premeditated crimes. You also, could you give us some more different crimes? But they did a good job so far. Brain says more slash different crimes added to biannual or even annually would be a huge quality of life. Yeah, they—they've done a really good job. But and, and here's the thing: if they did this, like, it would be a really good live service game if they were doing these things that we said. But it's not a live service game. It's—it's it's an Outriders. It's a—it's a—it's a, it's a uh, Borderlands where the game's out. It's complete. You can finish the story, and now you're waiting to see if there's DLCs or whatnot. So we'll leave it. We'll leave that there, and uh, we'll we'll go to t uh, top stories. Yeah. So it, you're rotating. You're rotating like villain sectors and stuff like that. It's more variety than yeah. Avengers is not. Yeah. So, all right. First story I want to talk about is not this one on the screen. It's this one right here. Uh, Ubisoft officially announces Assassin's Creed multiplayer project Invictus. Let me let me raise this a little bit, bit, get a little bigger here. Inside Gaming briefly hinted that Assassin's Creed Invictus is the Assassin's Creed Nexus exclusive article in September, as detailed in Ubisoft's latest earnings report. Additionally, a team, including For Honor veterans and is currently working on bringing the back multiplayer of Assassin's Creed with the standalone experience through Infinity under the project codename Invictus. Now, the standalone multiplayer title will be a part of the Assassin's Creed Infinite hub, making the hub is now three titles, uh, Red, Hex, and Invictus. Now, as described by Ubisoft, Assassin's Creed Infinite, Infin Infinity, sorry, Infinity, will be the gateway of the Assassin's Creed experience uh, where uh, they will live with the begs the question, why is the publisher... So um, reluctant on announcing Nexus. 
quote, this project will allow us to link games with a common or more coherent narrative thread. There'll be a reward players with their involvement in the universe, driving engagement, while at the same time providing more discoverability for content we create. It sounds like, Sarge, that they're trying to, like, if, like, for instance, I didn't play Origins and I didn't play um, Odyssey, okay? And now I didn't play Valhalla. So let's say these three games came out during this inf uh, Infinity type thing where you played all those. So you get more more enjoyment out of all those things. They're try it, it sounds like they want to try to make you play the old stuff, get more enjoyment. It's, it's sort of like playing Skyrim and reading all the books and all the lore and all the stuff, right? It's just more in-world type of thing. Is that what you're getting from this? Or do you think it's 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 more of a... They're just trying to merge everything into one one I don't ultimate know. universe. I, I don't know actually. I'm I read it a couple times and, and I'm I'm trying to figure out if they're if it's just supposed to be for an advertisement for what they're coming up with. No, it's a, it's an online or, it's an online whole thing. Right. It, like a like a like a, a like a soul server, like open world sandbox type of thing with, with everything included. Yeah, it it sounds like it says it says allow us to link games with common or more coherent narrative threads that will reward players for involvement in the universe, right? Driving engagement while at the same time providing more discoverability for content we create. Not specific. It's they they're not specific. It, it sounds like an it sounds like an overall uh, theory of what they want to do, not what it is. Yeah, Chad, what do you guys think about this? Do you guys think that they're trying to make it where? like a Fallout 76 type of thing where it's just constantly online? It's like an MMO light? Or do you think it's more of... Um... I, I, I don't know. Maybe, I, I don't know. I, I don't after, even know well, where you, I'm going you, with it. You Assassin's, you Assassin's Creed yourself out ever, after after a while, man. You can only do so much. Right? Like, Krebsy says, sounds like <laughs> what COD's trying to do right now. What are you saying, Sarge? Sorry. No, it, it's just... It, listen, it's a, it's a good series. Uh, they've improved a lot over the years, but once again, it's it's nothing really new. It's just in a different scenario. It's not they're not really it's not really growing, right? I, it's it, the series is the series like Assassin's Creed is like COD, right? You get an Assassin's Creed game like every couple years, and it's just set in a different setting. It's like yes, it's awesome. But at the same time, how many of them can you play before you say, I I've had enough now. I I'm I'm right. I'm done with the Assassin's Creed. What I what I think it sounds like is basically what we just described with Gotham Knights, right? Like it's an open world, like and you can be let's say uh Krebsy comes in, but he wants to be the guy, his character from Valhalla, and Brain comes in and he's taking the guy from Odyssey, and someone else comes in and they make their game a guy more like the uh, you know, uh I don't know, from yeah, the so Civil now, War so now, era. So yeah, you're all weird. these different assassins are in this like shared universe type of thing, and you're going on missions yeah, but, together. You're playing yeah, co-op. Explain it to me. But explain yeah, it to I, me. I don't know. I, uh, the uh, but what they don't really they don't really describe it. Like okay, so you have mix of groupings from across the the centuries. They don't blend in. What what century am I playing yeah. in? What's the time period? It, like it, it. Well, you're 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 in the Artemis. I would I would assume right. That's what it was called. The Artemis. Is that what? It, correct. Uh, it says, okay, Krebsy says, have an HQ for franchise and launches a U into different games, and they all collect with all connect with story in some way using the same engine. So you can transfer things to game to game. Yeah, I, we're on the same page. I, I feel like you're, I feel like it's a 76. I feel like different stories and stuff, and they, and they do connect, 
and you could bring in, I could bring you guys into my game. You could bring in your going quests together and different things together. If they did it similar to Warframe, I think we could uh, pull off a decent game with potential. Having said that, if it's a poor attempt to be like Cyberpunk 2077, but multiplayer, maybe. Yes, the Far Cry 6 is doing the uh, doing a spinoff in 2023. I don't know if I'm interested in it. I've, I stopped playing Far Cry from 3, so I, I didn't play 4, 5, or 6. Well, so I played I played, like four, I played like four of them after that I was done. I played Assassin's Creed. I'm cool. Like, I'm good. The same thing. Right, same thing with Far Cry. I played the first three, four Far Cries. And after that, I was like, I'm good. Yeah. Three was, three was the last one I played. Brain says right, the but it, but PvP it, was great during the Assassin's Creed uh, 2 series. Brotherhood. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was fun. Maybe GTA style online thing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, like, um, like a Red Dead Online, Grand Theft Auto Online, Fallout 76. Those all fall into like the same thing where it's not massive multiplayer. You know, you have like 10, 16 guys on a server. You you can like fight right, each other. Yeah, fight each other. Go on quests. Go on, on on different events and stuff like that. That seems like where they're where they're going with that. All right, next story I want to talk about is Modern Warfare Two. Uh. Two Xbox crossplay cannot be turned off. PlayStation exclusive benefits listed and no content included. Uh, now I don't know if this is still a thing. Is, did they fix this chat? Because this this article, I I could have sworn I heard them they, they fixed this where you can stop uh, not playing uh, crossplay. So I'm not sure if this is still viable as an as an article. Let me know because I know you guys are playing Call of Duty. I am not. Um, I know there's a way to 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 do something not play crossplay, but just saying it so people know what's going on. Call of Duty also Modern Warfare 2 breaks PlayStation Store record. So as Modern Warfare 2 struggles with bugs and issues following release, PlayStation announces it th that the, the entry has had its best ever launch for the series. Now, do you think, Sarge, that's what the title says, right? Do you think it's got the best title ever because the PlayStation fans are afraid that they were going to take the game away, so they went out and bought it? So... They could make a stance like saying, hey, look, we're buying the game and we broke records. We really want to call of duty on PlayStation. Or do you think that it's because it's Modern Warfare 2 and a lot of people that stopped playing Call of Duty years and years ago are coming back because of the memory berries of Modern Warfare. Even though it's not the exact same story or anything like that, do you think they're coming back because of the name Modern Warfare 2? Or, um, or a third one? I, I, don't I, I think the name has something to do with it because it brings back the memory berries. I think that they, they did a really nice job on the campaign, and a lot of people love that. Um, I think it brought back some of the elements for the reasons why you played COD to begin with. Um, so I think that all of those together, and besides the fact we really didn't have a good one the last couple, I mean, the last couple CODs didn't do well, right? Well, Vanguard so, was bad, and so was um, uh, right? Cold War, I think. So, so when you say... So when you say best one yet, what they're probably meaning is best one since we started doing this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, right. it, I, I'm sure if we went back and looked at the numbers of the one before Vanguard or before, I'm sure they sold really well too. And the last two years, sales have been down because of what they've been trying to do. And so this one brings back the people into the fold and says, hey, look, we did really good. But I get what you're saying. They're using this as a standing point to say, Oh, please don't get rid of right. Even of though they weren't going to get rid of them anyway. Even though they're not yeah. getting rid of it anyway. So, I I mean, I, I, I listen. I'm 
I'm always happy that a game does does well. I I I get upset when the game is overhype, underperforms, and they lie to you constantly. Well, this game, regardless of how good looking it looks and how great the campaign people say it is, is has a lot of issues. And a lot, I mean, they didn't have a scoreboard. Uh, there's no stats on certain that things. Seems like a running, that's like a running trend now. Huh? And, all and, these all these new guys that are making the first-person shooters don't think a scoreboard yeah, is important. My, my problem with this is I don't care... I don't care if this is a brand new AAA company or if this is a, someone that's been in the industry as long as Activision has. This is a bad stand. This is a bad. This is my take on the whole thing. This is bad for the industry as a whole because this game made about eight hundred million dollars in three days, right? Which is higher than most movies make in their in their run existence. Okay, and totally, and totally run, and totally yeah. run. Okay, it great. Like take Activision out of this, right? Just. Company makes game, sold $800 million, fantastic, right? But this game is less of a game than their last game. You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't come out finished or smoothed out. They, they have major issues happening. There's features missing from this. This is just like Halo. This is just like Cyberpunk. This is just like Battlefield, right? All these games come out. They're incomplete, buggy, laggy. Something's going on with it, and people paid full price for this. And this sets a standard where they're like, look, we made $800 million and it was in a broken state, right? Cyberpunk made all its money back day one and it was in a broken state, okay? And they're like, all right, so now we know where we can, we know where we stand, we, what we can deliver and what we can push out, right? So as a video gamer, right, I'm not trying to make a stand of, of shame on you, but when you sell $800 million of a product, that company, all they hear is la 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 la. We can do whatever we want, and we're still gonna sell it, right? And I'm glad that Call of Duty people love it. I'm glad that people are enjoying their the campaign and the graphics are beautiful, but it it definitely makes a a, a bad impression right now that people are okay. Even because this is what they say: oh, graphics are amazing. I can't even tell if it's real not real or not. Just a couple of years ago, remember, it was too realistic. Right? Remember? IGN couldn't do reviews on it because it was too realistic and they were complaining and people were crying because it was so realistic and it was just so emotional. And then here we are again with another realistic Call of Duty and people are like, oh, it's brilliant. Just so, it's just so amazing. It's like, where the... Where are you? You know? you know, Like, where are you in this... In, in this well, the, well one, of them, one of them got paid, the other one didn't. One of them was a shill, the other one wasn't. I mean, once again, there there are still no standards for game review, like actual standards right. for game yeah. review. So until somebody comes up with a, an official set of standards that we all use to judge a game, it's all opinionated. And whoever I pay to play my game and say good things about it is what comes up in Reddit or what ends up in the wait on Twitter and right. the rest of these uh, social media platforms. It just... It is what it is. I base it off of what are the games complete or not. Is it playable day one? Right. Can I do multiplayer? Am I am I looking at a load screen or waiting to connect screen for more than twenty minutes? Like that, those kind of things. Those things would annoy me. Like, listen, once again, I'm glad that they made eight hundred million dollars. But what you're telling me is you don't even have to try anymore. You just have to release a you just have to release a minimum vile product and then fix it later. Maybe. Right. Maybe. 
and and now they take the same content that they would have been in the in the main game and they they slow drip it out right like so call of duty is 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 going to be putting the warzone 2.0 which is a free part but they're they're updating that in uh i think two weeks or so uh they're adding a ranked mode in at a later time uh as well uh people are complaining about uh even hit squad brought it up skill-based matchmaking is straight up garbage on cod uh I, I said my piece the other day on skill-based matchmaking and Joker, um, uh, what's his, uh, Dark Side Royale, is that his name? Uh, YouTube channel, Sarge? Dark Side Royalty? Yeah, Royalty, that's it. He, he does a video on Destiny about skill-based matchmaking, and I said the other day, uh, I said, he came out with it today or whatever, um, I said the other day, I said, skill-based matchmaking should not be in casual stuff. It should be in ranked matches and ranked matches only. But it doesn't really matter what happens because nobody wants skill-based matchmaking because nobody wants to fight sweaty, okay? Because people just want to feel like gods amongst peasants, okay? So the person that that can own people, they'll either shit some games just so they can get thrown into a lobby and then and then murder people just for that one game where they're doing 63-2, okay? Just to feel good about themselves. But skill-based matchmaking is, should not be in a, in a, in a regular... Uh, everyday match. It should only be in ranked matches because the people that want it, it's an opt-in type of thing. Let people opt into skill-based matchmaking and let everybody else, the moms, the sons, the daughters, the children, whatever, just get in, let them play the game, and they have to get good. I know I know it sounds like condescending type of thing, but you have to get good at the game. You can't you can't go bowling with someone, okay, that's been bowling for 30 years. And you're throwing the ball down the thing, and they're like, well, if you just they're, – they're trying to give you a tip. They're like, just don't throw it towards the gutter, and you'll you'll pick up a, a lot more pins. You're like, nah, that's all right. And then complain that you're like, oh, I suck at bowling, right? Because you don't want to try to get better at what you're doing, okay? So there's a lot of people like that. Like, if you don't want to try, that's fine. But if you want to actually put some effort into something, you'll get better at a game, and you'll suck less. That's just what it is. So when someone says get good – it's yes, it's condescending. Yes, it's a, it's a, it's just like a, a, a blow by. But no, that's what you have to do. You have to get better, right? Just sitting there going complaining about skill based matchmaking and not fixing anything. That's, just, but that's a whole, that's a whole art. It's a whole discussion we can have on skill based matchmaking. The, Destiny started the the fight with it, and I think now it's bleeding over into these other games. And and I don't think it's good for the for the community at all. Period. Right? Everybody was fine with. Everyone's random. You're in a game. Some people are better than others. And the more you play, the better you get. Otherwise, if you don't get better, sometimes people's hand-eye coordination just isn't good. Maybe this game isn't for you. If you like to play it and you suck, but you still like to play, then you have to accept the fact that you're going to get owned every once in a while. Right. That's what happens. Right. Some games some games you own, some games you get owned. But this whole, this whole idea that I'm really going to be put into other games with people like myself, right, is asinine. Who in their right mind wants to play top-level games every time they play? Right. It's sweaty as fuck, <laughs> You're, right? You can't even have a game that you want to relax and just kill some people with because everybody's like you. Right, because... It, right? Right. And and look, the difference between rank and casual is the people when they go into rank, put the pizza down, okay? Stop eating your pizza rolls and, and play the game because they're playing ranked. Okay, if you want to eat your pizza rolls and your and your food and your sandwich while you're while you're playing, go play casual. Okay, and just know when the guy's standing around, or put it in a blender. Right, or put it in a blender. 
<laughs> and the guy's just looking up in the air, just shooting stuff. Okay, that's then that's casual. Don't do that in ranked and put skill based matchmaking in rank. If you want sweaty, competitive stuff, put it in rank. Okay, put it in rank. All right, next next story I want to talk about. This is a weird weird story, Sarge. Uh, there's two stories here. Okay, one I was I would be like, eh, but there's two stories here. The two stories are this is like a a running theme. So there's a game coming out that's on Kickstarter. It's a horror game that they took the likeness of Ikea and made a furniture store, but it's not called Ikea. It's, it's a, a completely different, uh, it's called uh, Stray, I think, or, or S-T-Y-R. I don't know how, how you would. What's the, what's, what's the problem? So basically what's happening, okay, is that Ikea uh, isn't all too pleased with the, the game called The Store is Closed. It's a co-op horror game strongly influenced by the infinite Ikea, okay, and calls calls for, for changes on it. Now, the creator of the upcoming co-op horror game, The Store is Closed, has received a notice from Ikea threatening potential for legal actions to be taken against the dev. Ikea alleges what? that the game is infringing upon its using similar aesthetics, color scheme, and design. Now, the co-op horror title, Store Closed, has uh, seen a Kickstarter campaign to raise funds to fully develop a game, which is a major success, and the title is based upon a premise of a CSP shared uh, shared horror universe in which people find themselves stranded in an inf infinite furniture store, okay, where employees become disoriented and hostile after dark. So they basically they basically <laughs> turn into like the gremlins, right? Don't feed them after dark. The 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 employees, what? right? What? So, so IKEA doesn't what? like that the fact that they took their store and it makes it look like here. I think we actually have some footage here, Sarge. We have some footage here. Oh, yeah, look at that. That's Ikea, baby. I mean, it's got furniture in a thing. You know what that looks like, Sarge? It looks like Second Life furniture stores. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It looks like... It looks like... like yeah, but who cares? Like, oh, my God! Let me ask you a question. Grand Theft Auto's been doing this forever, right? Everything in that game is from somewhere. Everything inside that game is from somewhere. Why is this any different? Why is IKEA getting upset that a store that has furniture layout is in a game? Right? Who cares? What what does this say about what does this say about IKEA? Like what do you what? What what about this is, is detrimental to your company? I, what what about it? I think they should just change from IKEA and just change it to Walmart. Right, just change it to Walmart because this is how but people you can look make at whatever you want. Yeah, but people like this at Walmart, people look like this anyway. So it wouldn't be any, it wouldn't be anything different. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be anything like, different. I like. It's just, it's just some fun game that some guys decided to make. It's not, it's, it's not a, it's not a COD, bro. It's not a Fortnite. It's no. just some game these guys wanted to make. Right. And they, they decided the backdrop to be IKEA, but right? it's not IKEA, right? Right. You know what I mean? Whatever. So man. anyway, that's that's the first story. The second story, Sarge. Is that a thing? That's a thing. Here's the second thing. Okay. Amsterdam Hotel could take legal action against Activision over modern warfare appearance. Okay. So there's <laughs> there's a hotel inside. Now the five star uh hotel is said that considering that the steps to take next following a displeasure of the hotel being featured in Modern Warfare 2. Now the Dutch media publication the uh, Volkstra, okay, has said that the hotel might take legal action against Call of Duty publisher Activision because the uh, the hotel appears under the name of Breenberg in the game. Now, although the name change is significant, 
it's clear that the building is the same as the actual hotel. So more generally, we don't support games that seem to be encouraged to use violence, but the game is in no way reflects the core values and we regret our, our apparent unwanted involvement, said the hotel manager. What do you mean unwanted? I mean, it's, eh, I swear to God. This is a thing now, right? This is a thing, apparently? Uh, apparently, this is a thing. So paint the building gold, okay? Call it whatever you want and add add a third floor, this, fourth floor. Just just do something that this, changes the way it looks. This That's is it. exactly why the metaverse will never fly, okay? <clears throat> Ever. Because if you put the likeness of something, like, for instance, I, did anyone sue Spider-Man for making Manhattan and had their storefront that wasn't there, but they had their storefront there, and they were like, hey— that's not my 7-Eleven. That's a different storefront over there, and people got mad. I don't, I don't think so. I don't believe so. This is just really strange to me that the game, it's not, I mean, it's your hotel, but it's not your hotel. This is why stuff in Fantasyland or games like World War II can still exist because that's history, and this is like an alternate universe inside a game, right? And they're still upset because the building is their building, even though in their, in this game, that is not their yeah, hotel. But, yeah, yeah, but that's not the reason why they don't like it. It's got to be for the fact that some kind of terrorist thing happened there, and they don't want to be known for a terrorist thing happening there. You know what? Maybe that's got to be it. Even though there are hotels that had bombs go off outside, and I've had people who I know who were staying at the hotel and they called them up and say, Hey, yeah. Hey, we heard there was a bombing that went off near your hotel. Is everything okay? And of course their words are, Oh, everything's fine. It wasn't our building. Right. It's just outside. Well, it's just outside down the street. Here, here's like, what, what are we talking about? Here's the thing though, Reese, just changing the name. If, if you have a, <laughs> it all depends on what it is. If it's, if it's a well-known building, they might, they might have it copyrighted. Now I'm not saying these guys do, but what I'm saying is if something's very iconic, for instance, uh, the Empire State Building or the Sears Tower, the Space Needle or uh, the Luxor in Vegas, right? Like if you make a pyramid in Vegas, obviously you're like, that's Luxor, right? That's that's just what it is. Now, if the company feels that their likeness is being used in some way that they don't like and you know that that's the Luxor, even though it's called the Sphinx, OK, they don't like it. We created a board game about Vegas, OK? And a lot of the companies, a lot of the companies didn't want to be a part of it because of the licensing and logos. So we had to go back and change all of the names and make sure that it didn't, you know, represent. So one of the things was like uh, instead of Mandalay Bay, we called it Manoray Bay, right? But it still looked like Mandalay Bay. So you would have to change it significantly I, to to change. All they got to do, all they got to do, is add one more floor, make it four floors instead of three floors. Paint the building, paint the building gold, right. and move on with your life. Right. I think what I think what's happening now is the the creativity and some of the developers they don't want to go off script. They're taking something that they see and they're doing exactly what it is instead of doing it a little bit different. And so they don't they don't get in trouble. Right. They're like, I can't think about anything right now. I gotta get something. I gotta get in the computer. Let me just take a photo of it and I'll copy pasta it right. into my program right, instead right. of changing it up a little bit. Yeah. And you wouldn't have this problem. Well, like, but this is insane. This is, it's just a building. Yeah, I know. It's just a building. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's definitely weird. But you're right. If the developer just added an extra floor 
or maybe made the arches squared off instead of arched like that on the windows, then it would be <laughs> enough it. enough of a change to to do it. But they're making it look like Amsterdam, right? They're making it look like Amsterdam. I don't know. It's it's a weird thing, but here Dang. we are, 2022. Uh, let's see here. Real quick, PlayStation Discord full integration reportedly coming in the beginning of next year. That's happening. Um, Does this mean there's going to be like a, a like a little R or like a little copyright symbol like stamped into the building itself? Like from now on, so like even the building's it, copyrighted. It's it's weird. It all depends on what the location is, Sarge. If if something's well known, like the Statue of Liberty or something like that, they don't want they don't want the Statue of Liberty. Like I, Statue of Liberty is weird because it's owned by the city, not by a not by a private company, right? Maybe maybe it is, but I don't know. But uh, well, it's actually it's actually not owned by them. It was a gift, right? Well, exactly, it's a gift from the French. Right? right? They, they didn't build it. They well, just that's why I said. It. That's why I said it's a poor, it's a poor example. If it's a private business and it's a well known establishment, they could have a case to, to sue them or ask them to change or something like that. But we'll we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, this one, this next one's kind of weird because it says Activision acquisition uh, scrutiny is fair and honest, says Xbox boss, which is just kind of weird to say. Right, so Xbox boss Phil Spencer describes discussion with regulators regarding the acquisition of Activision Blizzard is a fair and honest. Okay, uh, so when asked about the regulatory scrutiny, Microsoft acquisition, Activision Blizzard, Phil Spencer says the discussion has been fair and honest. Microsoft acquisition of the video game publisher has been slowed down to both European unions and United Kingdom as regulators analyze whether a deal would be uh, anti-competitive. Now, Microsoft has largely remained quiet on the subject, making Spencer's comments particularly interesting. Now, while the significant amount of focus has been placed on Xbox potential, uh, making Call of Duty exclusive for making franchise available, Xbox Game Pass's bigger picture can often be ignored, and Microsoft is also the third largest company in the world based on the market cap of $68.7 billion. Acquisition of uh, Activision Blizzard is the largest in video game industry by over five times. Though the acquisition goes, though, uh, it could also have a major ramifications with the industry, and regulatories are also clearly aware of that. Right? I think PlayStation right now... Yeah, real quick, Sarge, as I'm reading this, do you think Jim Ryan, like, let people go, like, he, he was, like, he went out and bought extra copies of Call of Duty just to boost the numbers on PlayStation, just so he can go to the regulators and say, see, we need Call of Duty on the actual PlayStation. I, I know this is off the topic, but do you think he would do something like that? I mean, NVIDIA did it with their, their graphic cards. Why, why would uh, anything be the different? Answer, the answer would be yes. And I'm going <laughs> to say this. And I'm going to say this, I don't know what's going on, but there's something happening behind the scenes that we do not know about that COD is valued this much over anything else. There's something going on, right? Mark my words. This is not just a video game thing. There's got to be something else involved here because it just sounds too strange that there, there's this much hoopla over one game. Like one game. It's it's incredible. Here it says it's it's good that Spencer was willing to come to the public interview where he's at least briefly discussed Microsoft's ongoing acquisition to Activision Blizzard. This, the discourse surrounding Sony's stance in op, uh, opposition of this acquisition and Microsoft's comments as response have created a toxic atmosphere, particularly among console fans. Listen, you can't listen. You can't have a slew of first-party titles that nobody else is allowed to have on your platform, and a company gets bought out, and one of their games may possibly... Uh-oh. Hold on, Sarge. 
We lost Sarge for a second. About to, he was about to say something, and then all of a sudden, he, uh, oh, you're unfrozen now, Sarge. Go ahead. What you were going to say? Right in the middle of your conversation, you were like, ah, and then that was it. Oh, they're, they're, already, they're already censoring me? Yeah, I they're, guess so. What's happening? It's kind of weird. I said, it's, it's not possible, okay, for PlayStation to have a series of first-party titles that are only Wow. Wow. Just stop. Stop. Every <laughs> I <laughs> every time <laughs> every time he's about to say the actual thing, he gets paused. Maybe maybe Sarge don't get so animated. Don't get so just whisper it to us. Wh whisper it to us. <laughs> one, one, more time, I... one more time. <laughs> Come on. Cover I, your mouth. Cover your mouth so they can't see what you're saying. Yeah. Am I okay. on? Yeah. Okay. Let's try it. Okay. PlayStation. All right. Just Tom. Cannot. Okay. Don't raise cannot, your hand. Not. I'm not moving. All right. Just. I'm talking directly okay. into the microphone. Yeah, just don't. Don't. Don't move. Okay. PlayStation cannot have a series of first-party titles. Okay. That can only be played on their system. And at the same time, they are screaming <laughs> yeah. about how one game may not be on their system eight years from now. Right. Okay. That makes absolutely zero sense. Absolutely zero sense. Right. There's something else going on, man. That's, that's, I'm telling you. That's crazy. Something, so, I, I'm, I'm all in, Sarge. Conspiracy theory sold because every time you did something, okay. You were getting you were getting animated, and, uh, and then it would just freeze, and then it would come back as soon as you stopped. See, you, you took your time. We got our, we got we got the message out. We got the message out. It's weird, right, chat? It's yeah. Weird. All right, next uh, <laughs> next story. Oh man, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Sarge. Uh, the Steam reviews reached ninety percent positive for the first time. Hold on, round of applause. <laughs> round of applause for CD Projekt Red. For making a game two years ago, one month shy of two years, and it's finally in positive ratings. But you know what? It doesn't fucking matter. You know why? That doesn't matter. It means nothing. Because they me. sold thirteen nothing. million copies two days in, and made all their money back plus some. So it doesn't matter. So that that headline. I can't even get the story. That's right? a story. That, that's why we're just leaving it. People that. like our game two years after we fucked yeah. it up. That, that's a story. Congratulations. Yeah, that's the story. So we're moving on, moving on from that, but 90% people, there you go. Let's go with, uh, let me bring up the, where is it now? Gotta bring up the PlayStation. Okay. So the next story I want to talk about is uh, PlayStation, for some reason, calm down, PlayStation. We're, we're talking about the PSVR 2 now, okay? Don't, don't mute us or, or try to knock us off the internet. Okay, for some reason, PlayStation VR 2 is more expensive than a PlayStation 5, Sarge. Okay, So today, Sony announced officially, which was on a couple days ago, uh, announced a release date and price for PlayStation VR 2 virtual reality headset. After multiple teases and a few looks at the hardware throughout the past year, PSVR 2 will finally be in hands of the gamers on February 22nd, 2023. With pre-orders starting in two weeks... What's more, the slate of new games and the ports are hitting the headset next year, including Horizon uh, Call of the Mountain uh, at launch and VR version of Resident Evil 4 and No Man's Sky later on. 
However, PSVR 2 hefty price tag is the elephant in the room at $550 for US. PlayStation VR 2 price doesn't sound appealing after Sony already dumped up or bumped up the price of the PlayStation 5 console by the equivalent of $50 US in the multiple region earlier this year. Now, there are some good reasons why the Sony is pricing as well as design, headset, and premium, but the company has also made some uh, concessions um, to make VR devices priced less attractive than the previous uh, attempts at VR. Uh, so there is a bundle that you can get with the, uh, with the Horizon, okay? Uh, there is good stats with this as well. Where, where do you think, what do you think about this, Sarge, as far as the, the other price point? We, we talked about a couple weeks ago, Meta, or I'm sorry, Facebook, is coming out with the MetaQuest Pro, okay, which was at $1,500, right? But that wasn't marketed towards gaming. Now, this is a headset on top of the, the, the uh, console that you have to buy. So you have to buy the PlayStation 5, right? And then you have to buy the headset on top of that. So you're, you're right now, you're in $1,100. You're in for $1,100 for this system, okay, uh, before taxes, okay? And it's wired. You have to get wired into the PlayStation, where you can go to the Quest. You can go the Quest route for $400 now. Right, and you don't need any wires. There's no, there's no connecting to anything. It's just it's self-contained system. If I'm not mistaken, chat, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so do you think this is priced right, wrong? Or do they know something? Are they going for a small niche community, and they know the, you know, the a million people might buy this off day one? What do you think, Sarge? Well, I I stopped listening to you after I saw guys riding beavers into battle. Whatever the advertisement that was, was like, who's riding beavers? It's like, what game is that? I want to play the beat of a writing game, right? All right, so here, it's how, how many sets of VR goggles have we seen over the years? Uh, a good 10, I think, now. Right? How many, how many have we seen, right? And every time they come out with it, it's the same story. It comes out, it's a high price, market share is always low because only a certain percentage of people can buy it. The developers don't support the games for it because there's not enough people to play it, so they don't want to make it. And then it falls off. And we wait for the next attempt for them to make a VR. <clears throat> how is this one? How is this one any different? Right? One more time. I'll say it for the 15th time over the last 300 episodes that we've done. VR will stick and stay once they have the Mario game or once they have the, the quintessential game for that system done. Right. Like we're doing this, we're actually invested. We're going to go for it. Until then, it's just another headset, right? right? It's just another headset, right? And it's wired. I mean, have we not watched enough YouTube videos of people slamming into their televisions or choking themselves or jumping over the couch or, or number one, <laughs> never setting up enough room for them to use a VR set? Never mind videoing your father jumping out a window because he's trying to escape the lion or something that's trying to attack him. Like, it's, it's mental. It's absolutely mental that we're still looking at the same stuff. What? It's great. I'll give you $500. Tell me why I'm buying it for $500. Well, I, I, I think the experience for VR is good. But when you look at this, if in, in the past, if you bought a $2,000 computer, you would buy the headset for $1,000. You see what I'm saying? It's less than the actual thing that you're buying, right? Where PlayStation's like $550 or $500. And then this is $550. This is $50 bucks more than the actual console, or it's the same as the console, which, look, don't get me wrong, there's people in chat that are going to buy it, right? And this is not, a, this is not a, a, a statement towards you buying it. What I'm saying is the price point 
I think is wrong. We, we, we talked about this when the Quest lowered their price to the $300 price tag. For years, I've been saying, if VR can come down in price and get to that, that, that nice uh, price point, about $300, bucks, it's going to sell, which was proven because the MetaQuest 2, okay, which the 3 is coming out next year. We'll see what the price tag is that is. Okay, but the 2, when it came out, it was $300, $400 respectively. Now it's $400, $500, and I don't think they raised it because of whatever reason they, they gave. I think they raised it because they knew PlayStation was coming out with their piece, and they were they were trying to compete with them as well, right? Because why why give it away where you can raise the price because PlayStation's raising the price to five hundred, just like the games are going up to seventy dollars. So all games are seventy dollars now, right? Where these guys were coming out with their headset wired, and it was five hundred, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna raise ours to four hundred, five hundred as well. I I think this is the wrong strategy for them. Obviously, it's the, it's just like when televisions come out, it's just like when systems come out, they're they're really expensive in the beginning. And the more the longer it's out, the the lower it gets. Why why is the controller surrounded by this plastic circle? What is that? I think it's to if you move your hands to if you smack something, you, you don't you don't like break your wrist. <laughs> I don't know the, the 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 design. Chat, maybe you guys know why they do that. I know the quest does it. I know this does it. It might be something to do with I don't think there's anything I don't think there's anything in that actual piece, right? It shields from your. It's a shield for the controller. <laughs> yeah. Right. That, right. I think that's what it's for. So why not make it out of Nerf? Right. At this point, like, why don't you make the material out of Nerf? That that way, at least when they bang into stuff, it won't break. Yeah, Milky. That the cord. It, there's a cord you're plugging into the PlayStation, so it's coming from the PlayStation to your cord. I don't know how long that cord is, but I guarantee you they're, they're going to send you a. They're going to sell you an expansion cord because the cord will be like eight feet long. But your console, the average person's 12 feet away. So they're, they're going to sell you a 20-foot cable to add to the cable that you have, and that'll break all the time. And then whatever, whatever needs to be done in order for the visuals of a VR set not to cause vertigo, motion sickness, and all other slew of visual problems that people have when they have a thing on their head, okay? Once that is taken care of, once the technology reaches a point where I'm looking through a pair of glasses at a screen and I'm not encased in something where it's more, I guess the view field is, is more natural and more people can play it. Yes. VR will stay, but we are still in the same box. Vertigo, motion sickness, people can't uh, spatial awareness. They just don't know. Right. I'll wait. If it sticks. Great. All I, I know is I've seen I've seen about eight sets. Do you do so? You, well, what do you think about whatever, the price? Do you whatever's think the, about to happen. Do you think the price is too high, or do you think it's okay? It the the price is always high when it comes out. You're not gonna get you are not gonna get the two ninety nine. You are not getting a two ninety nine headset until enough people buy it and the games are out there for for the for the the actual manufacturing price point to come down. That's what it is. I have a question for you. Do you think they come out next year? With the PSVR 2 wireless. You show me more than five games that are worth having for VR. And I'm talking about good games, not Ninja Saber. Okay. You show me reasons why I want to have a VR headset besides the one game that seems kind of cool. And then after you played it, you don't care anymore. Then we'll talk. I, That's I, the truth, man. Chad, I That's think the truth. I think they will sell. I think they will sell a wireless version next year. 
like after or, or one year after this one comes out. So not next year, like 2023. So in 2024, they will sell a wireless one. Still waiting. Yeah, we'll see. Listen, we can't we can't get present day devs who have taken over for the greatest IPs since gaming started to do anything with the IPs that they were handed, right? Here's the greatest IP ever. You guys keep it up, and they can't do it. You want the new up-and-coming devs to make games for this and it to be good enough to stick around? I'm waiting. Let me know. I'm waiting. Right? The day it happens, let me know. Stealth says no one. Uh, the first one didn't have a wireless version, so I don't think this one will either. We'll see. We'll see. Wait, wait till the PlayStation uh, Plus Premium goes on their Sony television sets with VR capability, and they sell you a wireless headset that can connect to your television set instead. Because you won't need a console anymore. I don't. I don't Listen, know. Listen, I I have dreamed. I have dreamed for what an all-encompassing, fully immersive type of video game would be, and and we haven't got to that technology level yet. You know, I have to be in a room where I can't crash into furniture. Which we always talk I mean, about, yeah. I'm, 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 either, I'm either tied in, right? Cables are on my arms and stuff, so I can, like, jump and fly and, like, that kind of stuff. Like, the, I guess the best way to, to, to talk about it is, like, a, like a garage door type of apparatus where I'm attached to the ceiling so I can't go anywhere. And then my feet have to be on something to where I run, but I don't go anywhere, right? That's what we're talking about. All right. Until we get to that point, this is just headset number ten. Yeah, I, I think if they if they did come out with a wireless one, it would be about a hundred hundred fifty to two hundred dollars more. I think. Yeah. So Ready Player you, One you, style. We showed that a couple of weeks ago with the guy walking the military simulator. With only one in the world, whatever it was, and uh, we we saw that. Uh, the next the next story I want to talk about, Sarge, is and, and by the way and by the way, just a side note, when that shit becomes reality, right? What we just discussed becomes a reality. Wars will be fought with robots and kids in their houses are the soldiers. Right, but they think they're just playing Call of Duty. Right, but they're just playing Call of Duty. Right, they just think yeah. they're playing Call of Duty, but they're actually playing a, fighting a war in Ukraine. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so basically, Ender's Game come to life. Yeah. So <clears throat> PlayStation exclusive flopping on the PC right now. Uh, it seems, though, that the PlayStation exclusive that recently made it to its PC is not doing very well on the platform and other ga- that other games. So Sackboy, a big, a big adventure, isn't doing well on PC compared to other PlayStation exclusives that have made the jump, at least when it comes out to Steam release. Sackboy, a big adventure, was cross-gen PlayStation 5 launch title. And uh, Sony's new console released in 2020, earning mostly positive reviews and hailed as, as a solid co-op platformer. Nearly two years after the initial release of PlayStation console, Sackboy, a big adventure, has made its way to PC, and Sackboy is the latest PlayStation exclusive to come to PC. Why do they keep repeating themselves? The PlayStation games have enjoyed uh, success on the PC, uh, which is Sony's investing resources into bringing more of the biggest titles of the platform. However, Sackboy uh, appears to be enjoying the same kind of success, not enjoying the same type of success PlayStation games have proceeded. Uh, so the Sackboy available on PC since October 27th, but at pointed out that the uh, the push square based game, uh, data the game's uh, concurrent player count peak is 610 players for comparison God of War PC port had 73,000 players at its peak at the time of writing this so a uh, big adventure is a is is in a dead last when it comes to concurrent players on Steam so there you go so not all the games i mean obviously if you were going to compare God of War the Sackboy. I mean, the, I, don't, I don't even understand why that's a comparison. Like, they, what they, 
They shouldn't what are they trying that. to say? They should, they <clears> should <throat> have compared. They should have compared. Look, not everything is going to be a success when it comes to PC. But I also think a little bit after time, like God of War came out in 2018. People knew it was a, a beautiful game. And now when it came to PC, people were like, oh, I want to get that for PC. Sackboy is not a really big game. And it's not it doesn't really have a huge following like God of War. So when it comes to PC, they're like, nah, I'm good. Right? Like, so it's not really a fair comparison as far as like Horizon Zero, Spider Man, and all and all those other ones. Kind of a weird uh, but yeah, one one has to be last. If it wasn't Sackboy, it would have been Uncharted. If it wasn't Uncharted, it would have been you see what I'm saying? It would have been anything. So imagine seeing a robot in your controlling flag. Yeah, yeah. You're you're playing, but you're you're actually not playing, and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm lagging, and then the robot in the field's actually like lagging. All right, let's see what else we got here. We got um, Google Patent, Google Patent, or Google Patents, sorry, system for overlaying guide uh, guide videos onto live gameplay, okay? So racking up hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of views, game guides are a huge draw for many players. In fact, some games encourage even deep uh, depend on the fan community coming together to share strategies. Now, the Dark Souls franchise is a perfect example. And the games are incredibly challenging, and the game explanations are infrequent and vague. It takes a community of players to share techniques and knowledge to slowly pick away at the Souls game's inner workings. Now, suffice that it says that, that modern gaming guide videos have become uh, basically tied to the actual playing. Now, new Google aims to take, out, uh, to take on the experience a step further, citing in, uh, gamers to decrease enjoyment. The tech giant wants to enable virtual guides that would overlay onto a player's active gameplay. So the goals are to prevent players from having to re uh, repeat, re repeatedly swap back and forth between gameplay and guide videos while using only one device, as well as to provide a seamless and reactive experience. Images in such a pat uh, patent show the representation of the system working on a TV or computer screen, but also show that it appears to be a smartphone, which is essentially the gamers are seeing more quality games available on a mobile. So there you go, Sarge. They're going to have an overlay of how to beat the game. So instead of going to YouTube and using back and forth or using your cell phone, Google wants to make this a patent. And the reason, Charge, why do you think they want to make it a patent? <clears throat> you have an idea? I have an idea. <clears throat> well, Google doesn't really make anything. They, they, all, they do, all, all Google knows how to make is uh, proprietary tech that they don't care about and then bury it in the yard after about a year. So, so they have to have they have to be making money on something. So why not a patent? So just in case anybody else wants to come up with an instruction video on a fucking video game, as yeah. opposed to giving someone a fucking instruction booklet, then they have the patent on it. Right. right. And they have to pay out money to them to use it in their in their. Right. So they're making a patent to do this. And if they get it before Sony or Microsoft does, then any game that Microsoft or Sony make the developers would be like, look, we can make a guide video for you. They can outsource the guide video, and when they put it on the overlay of this, it could be integrated in with like YouTube or whatever else, and they're making yeah. bank off of that. Yeah. Has anyone has anyone ever followed an instructional video ever, right? To to listen to it. Imagine one of those on your screen while you're trying to play a video game. How is that different than an on-screen tutorial that many games have already? Google, what are you doing? Right? How about you just make a product? Like that actually works and that you can sell. How about that? Right? As opposed to the slew of shit that you have 
you have backed for all but 10 minutes and then threw it in the trash. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. You want to patent an instruction video. Yeah, that's that's I, what they're doing. So so we're so far removed from actual instruction booklets or instructions being on the goddamn screen that they're saying we want to covet the fact that someone might make a video showing you how to play a game that you don't know how to play. That's their big idea. Sarge, 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 Sarge is getting his microphone involved in the conversation. The next story. It's, it's asinine. The next story I want to call, talk about is Marvel Snap earns $2 million in its first week, becomes number one iPhone game in the U.S. and Canada. You guys don't know what Marvel Snap is. It's a card game. I did download it. I played it for about three games, and I said, I'm good, right? It seemed fun, but cell phone games don't hold my attention. So this is successful for, for what it is. This thing is going to make a crap ton of money for them, and this is the reason. I'm actually really glad that we, we, we know we're getting a Wolverine game. We know we're getting an Iron Man game. We know we're getting a Black Panther and a Captain America game. We know we're getting these games. And I and I asked just months ago, I said, I wish they would stop making these mobile games. And then this one was announced. And then we found out since this thing was announced that we are getting other Marvel games. But if this game, just like Call of Duty, sold $800 million worth of, of product, okay, if this game makes multi-millions of dollars, Marvel's not going to look at the bigger... They're going to look at the bigger picture and go, okay, we spent this much money. We made Iron Man with EA, and it only sold this many. We made Guardians of the Galaxy with Crystal Dynamics or uh, uh, Montreal, okay, and it only made this much. We made Marvel's Avengers with CD, uh, uh, Crystal Dynamics, and it only made this much. And they go, Snap was five guys in a closet... And it made this much money. Why are we making bigger games? Right. So, right. Right. So, exactly. This, not to say this is like $100 million, but this is only its first week. Marvel Future Revolution is, is not being supported anymore. That made a shit ton of money up front right away. But I'm telling you, man, if these games start making a lot of money, there's no. I guess the Wolverine games and Spider Man games, goodbye. Right. They're, they're not going to make those games. Right. This, this right now is the time frame where they're, they're taking a chance. They're making the Captain America Black Panther game. They're making the Iron Man game. They're making the Black Panther game. They're making all these, like, Wolverine and Spider-Man 2. They're taking these. They're, they're starting to flood the market with these single-player adventure-type stories, okay? And if they don't do good, they're going to come right back to this mobile game stuff because it's less. It's less for them to put, to, to invest in. They, they, they get the license, and then they make, a, they make their chump change off of it. MTX up the wazoo. Yeah. So, I, I hate it. I mean, basically what I'm saying is, like what Jim Ryan did, he paid for a whole bunch of copies of Call of Duty to be on PlayStation. Now PlayStation uh, won't get taken away from PlayStation. You, know, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> speculation, speculation. Okay. So the next story I want to talk about, talk about this for a second. Ten biggest disappointments in gaming. Ten, excuse me. Ten biggest disappointments in gaming in 2022, Sarge. Okay. I think chat. I think chat and I can do this before you even open your mouth. All right. Well, I, I did this earlier in the week, so some might remember. Okay. So name some games of the ten most disappointing games of this year, chat, without looking it up on Google or anything like that. Oh, just oh, off the top oh, of your head. Year? I, 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 just this year. Yeah. Right. Of 2020. Of, of 2022. Oh, every, every single one that's released. All of them. 
all of them. Every, every, every single one that's released, every single one's released, gar- released unfinished and broke. What do you mean top ten? Just we'll just go down the list. Reese says Gotham Knights, and Gotham Knights is number is number five. Gotham Knights is number five. That's one. Halo number ten. Halo is on there. Number ten. Starfield's not out yet. Water, so you can't you can't put that out there yet. That wait, that's twenty twenty three. You gotta wait. You gotta wait. We have here. I'll I'll bring up the list. Everyone says, right? So we have number ten, Halo Infinite. Can't figure out what games of service is. So that's number ten. Okay. Don't worry, they'll fix it. Uh, Battlefield didn't. Betafield came out last year, not this year. Rebsy says Saints Blow. That's right, number nine. Saints Blow is there. Big buggy world. Okay. We have at number eight, we have Marvel's Avengers give up story expansion. Now, think about this. This game, didn't, they didn't even have a story expansion. They just came out with Mighty Thor. The game didn't come out. It came out two years ago. It's on this list as, as disappointment for this year, for Christ's sake. Uh, number seven, Kokobo. It's a race card game for, for, the, uh, for the Switch. Number I'll six is Babylon's Fall. Did anyone play Babylon's Fall? I think, what was that one concurrent game? The one guy in Walla Walla, Washington, Steve, that was playing Babylon's Fall by himself? <clears throat> He's keeping it alive. Gotham Knights at number five. Got Crossfire. Crossfire. Crossfire uh, was, was uh, number four. Diablo Immortals, number three. Now, see, this is a, this is a great example. The title of this is the 10 most disappointing games of... 2022 and yet diablo immortal has made millions and millions and tens of millions of dollars okay for being disappointment it's sure making a hell of a lot of money for them right doesn't matter doesn't matter uh number two is every summer game show was a disappointment so it's not even a game it's just the whole industry was a disappointment this year for them to, to stuff and then number one is rainbow six extraction Wait, wait, number two is every summer game show? Uh, every every show that came out, yeah, it was just it's just it was a disappointment. So it's just <laughs> and then number that's one not a, that's not a game? No, it just says yeah, I don't know why it was a gaming show. It counts as a gaming show. It says it it says ten biggest disappointments in gaming. It doesn't say game. Oh, got and, it. In, uh and then number one is extraction, which when this game got shown, I was like, that's garbage. And and and, <laughs> and it is. It's one hundred percent garbage. So that's the 10 most disappointing game moments. Now, Sarge, we're going to do another list. The 10 most hype video games that Redditors felt that they wasted their money on. Okay. So this goes back. You, oh, you're, you're muted. You're muted. You're muted. Did, did Sony get you? Once, once again, right. every game that's come out this year. Well, no, this goes back. I'll tell you, this goes back a couple of years now. Okay, it goes back. You can go all the way back to 2014. Yeah, 14. It goes back as 2014. So name some games. 10 most hyped video games Redditors feel that they wasted their money on. I find it, I find it hard to believe that present day, especially guys who are doing articles, are disappointed in a game they said they, they wasted money on when number one you don't have to pre-order number two you don't have to buy day one and yet they still 
have overwhelming guilt on multiple games that they have bought and are disappointed, right? Whose fault is that? Yeah. Well, here's uh, one of them is Battlefield 5 from 2018. Battlefield 5 is one of the most disappointing games that people wasted their money on. The next Anthem's one. The, the, Anthem's well, there's no, there's no number order here, but Days Gone, we're, 2019. We're telling you. <laughs> 2019, we're telling you, one. Days Gone was a disappointment for people. They wasted their money on. The next one is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which I'm very shocked by this one, okay? Because I don't think this is a waste of money. I think this is actually a really good game. I think it's wasted because it's on the Switch. So maybe if they're taking that stance because it's only on the Switch, maybe. But the game itself, I think, is just as good as the other ones that came out. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online 2014 uh, came out, and people said that it, it, they were disappointed and it's uh, wasted their money on this game. Uh, another one is Fallout 76 2018. People were, which is which is surprising because now it's now it's free. <laughs> and, and they're well, same with uh, online. Uh, Gears of War 4 2016. Okay. And the next one is No Man's Sky 2016. When it came out in 2016, a lot of people were, were upset they wasted money on that these game. These guys sound these guys sound very jaded. Star Wars Battlefront 2015. That was very upsetting. Beautiful game still to this day. Like it's amazing the photorealism in that game. But they sold a $50 expansion, uh very lackluster of the actual game itself. Uh the, the mechanics in the game were bad for Battlefront. Uh, but Battlefront 2 came back, they and just, it, was, it was much they just better. Sucked the, they sucked the fun right out of it. Oh, Brink. I forgot about Brink. 2011, Brink. Remember that Remember that parkour game, Sarge, they were talking about? Like, it was like groundbreaking. You could parkour and jump around and do all this stuff, like Mirror's Edge. It, nobody no. does. Uh, it's, that's Brink. And then the last one is Anthem. Anthem was very disappointing. People, uh, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't feel like I wasted my money, maybe because I played the shit out of it because I was a streamer. But... Uh, I, I was more disappointed of Division 1 than I was Anthem as far as wasting my money. I had to wait so long to get the content from there. So, speaking of disappointment, Sarge. Oh, Anthem's disappointment. number one. Your, your microphone's messed up right now. Hold on one second. Okay, you're good. You're good. You're good. Oh, that's static. We're good. Stay. Don't touch it. Save it. Damn it, I'm, I'm protecting the ears of the of the chat. Well, something's moving right now. All right, leave it there. All right, I'm I'm unmuting you. All right, so <laughs> another disappointment is uh, there it goes. It's 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 moving. Something something's alive. Something's alive on your. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute it. It's just for me. Okay, there we go. All right, well, EA is partnering up with Marvel. Okay, EA is partnering up with Marvel. They're making three games, Sarge. They signed a three-game deal. Thank God it's not a 10-year deal. Okay, they started a three-game deal. They're starting off with Iron Man. Okay, the second one rumored is Black Panther solo game. And then there's a third game, Sarge. We don't know what that third game is. Do you think that third game is going to be another solo adventure game? Or do you think it's going to be um, a co-op game or a, a multiplayer game? What type of third game do you think EA is going to be working working on for Marvel? 
Sorry, repeat that again. I said there, EA is getting one game for Iron Man. EA is doing another game rumored Black Panther. And the third game, what would the third game be? Would it be a multiplayer game, a co-op game, another single-player adventure game? What do you think their third game will be in the three-game three deal? Um, I think it has to be the multiplayer this time. Because they already got their, they already got their single player. Well, they have two single players because that's have, what I mean. They already yeah. have it. They already have them, so they have to go a multiplayer game. You guys think it'll be a mobile game? Chat thinks it's a mobile game. Perhaps you might be right because they make more money on mobile. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I would go along with that. Does EA, and 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 pardon me for being naive right now, do does EA have? A mobile game. I mean, I know they have like the Sims and stuff like that, or Sim City and stuff like that. But do they have like a like that that game that's like COD or Fortnite on mobile for EA? Do they have like Madden FIFA on on the mobiles, like the full fledged game, or no? Hit Squad says Fantastic Four mobile card game. They have a Star Wars mobile game. Yeah, but. I'm not talking. I'm talking about like a triple A game, like on mobile. They don't have one of those, do they? They have variants of their. Oh, they have Apex Mobile. Thank you, Krebsy. Thank you, Shenanigans. Yeah, okay. So they do have Apex. All right. So I think if if rumors correct, and, the, and obviously the, the official that we're doing Iron Man, rumored Black Panther. I think the third one, based on the years, because if they have a three game deal, they haven't even started yet. So we're talking five years from now. Right, five at least five years from now. I'm thinking it's a it's a console game, not a mobile game, and it will be some sort of co-op game. If it's Fantastic Four, X Men, uh, something along the lines. I don't know if it Defenders. I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be some sort of co-op slash. Uh, multiplayer game. When I say multiplayer, I don't mean like DC Universe Online. I'm 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 saying like co-op, sort of like the Captain America Black Panther game coming out by uh, by Amy uh, Henson, whatever her name is. And Henning, Henning, Amy Henning. I think you guys are aiming too high. I think Candy Crush Marvel. <laughs> uh, that's all they have to do is Candy Crush Marvel. That's a end <laughs> end end of list. Co-op Black Widow with Clint or Cap. You guys are aiming way too high. They're spending a lot of money on those first two games, man. They need to, they need to make sure they make cash day one. Candy Crush Marvel. They make Avengers 2. <laughs> I don't know what they make, but that, that's, that's, my, uh, that's my take. All right, so we did that one. Uh, Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite is, uh, is changing the game, Sarge. Changing the game. Right, everyone, everyone wanted to play Halo a year ago when it came out because they wanted to play XP. Okay, Halo Infinite is finally adding match XP. Now I know you're thinking, you're like, wait, oh wait, you want you want round of applause? All right, there we go, round of applause. Okay, Halo Infinite finally adding match XP because they didn't have XP before. So you would play a game, and if you won the game, you would get a set XP. And if you lost the game, you would get a set XP, but you never really got an XP. Uh, King, King Speak says Marvel FIFA game. 
Nice. That would work. That would be that, <clears> that would be work. awesome. Like, be, right, because it, it doesn't matter anymore, right? Because the players don't mean anything. That's right. It's just the number. That's the, right. The number, right? Actually, I would be up for that, King. If they made a FIFA Marvel game where you could do like superpowers while you're kicking the ball or something, I'm all for it. I'm, I'll be up for that. It'd be what, what was that? What was that game with the monster hockey or monster football? Where a they monster, yeah, each other. Yeah, um, yeah. I forget. What, I forget was what, it called? It was called Monster. I, I forget what the game monster was football, called. Wasn't it Monster? monster so we had a hockey version and a football version where if you oh, accidentally the killed a guy, you were short a guy. So you, you could do soccer with Marvel characters. That'd be great, wouldn't it? And then you click, and then once again you collect the characters like collecting the cards. I got Wolverine. Who did you get? <laughs> yeah, we're playing soccer with Wolverine. It'd be awesome. That would actually be good hit squad. I would take a Blitz League, but with Marvel Avengers, right? You got like Colossus and Juggernaut on the front line, and you got your receiver would be like, you know, uh, uh, Nightcrawler. Thank you, Brain. Mutant League. Mutant, Mutant League. League. That's what it's called. Brain. Mutant League. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So now, guys, get ready. They're, they have Forge mode, and they're coming out with XP during matches, so now you didn't waste your whole entire year getting XP by just playing a single game. Now you'll actually, yeah, but, how but good wait. you do, you actually get XP based on the kills and stuff you do. Yeah, but wait. Then we're going to have a story about people crying about the year worth of games that they played without getting XP, and then they're going to come out with the retroactive... Uh, certain XPs per game that you played, and since they know how many games you played, they'll just let you have that XP for free. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they would do, Jason. Disney's like, yeah, it sounds good. We could do uh let's do a Marvel versus Princesses soccer game, right? Let's let's do it up. Fantastic. I would I would buy a Disney boxing game where any every superhero you want. Is fighting against princesses, all the princesses, and you just pound them. That's basically <laughs> it. <laughs> that would be <laughs> that would be fantastic, right? It'd almost be, be like it, 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 it would be like it would be like um, like Street Fighter, except you you would pick the you pick a list of all the heroes, and they have all their special abilities, and then you're just fighting against the princesses. That's it. Here's the, here's the last story, Sarge, or one of the last stories, anyway. Studies show that playing lots of video games may benefit kids' brains. Bunch of liars, dude. Now, now, if I recall, since, since we since were, we were children, born, yeah, since we were children, video games are video bad. games are rotting. Right, they're yeah. bad. They rot rotting brains, your brains. They cause violence. All this stuff that they do, all of it. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden. Because they have to increase market share. Right. Here comes the positive spin on yeah. video games. Details. The study of more than 2,000 children ages 9 to 10 was conducted by researchers at University of Vermont, Department of Psychiatry, and tested children who game at least 21 hours a week and those who didn't play at all. Okay, so here's some hash dash points, okay? The, the, uh, the gamers that did better than non-gamers in tests where they had to control impulse behavior or memorize information, according to National Institution of Health, which prompted the research. Now, during these tests, researchers observers that the gamer's brain showed more activity in regions associated with attention and memory. Now, the study authors isolated game playing and the differential factor ruling out that gender, par uh, partial income, and even video game viewing among other variables. Now, the in initially, uh, those extreme amounts of gaming seeded the American Academy of Pediatrics accommodation that children play no more than an hour or two of games a day. Now, the scientists could not establish cause and effect, 
The study is inconclusive, but however, whether games delivered uh, benefits or not was with the conjunctive benefits sought out of games. Now, while we cannot say whether playing video games regularly causes superior uh, performance, it's also encouraging uh, findings that studies led author, I can't pronounce that guy's name, uh, and the NIH reports that are findings. The researcher also did a test where they typed the type of game kids played made an impact on the encouraging further investigation to see if they said action games yield the same as puzzle games. The big picture is, the reports add that body research suggesting that playing video games is a pastime often dismayed as fur- uh, uh, how do you say that? Fr- frivolous? frivolous? Uh, unhealthy and even dangerous may impart health benefits, and also some games can even be uh, used as medicine. The View is fueling gaming startup Deepwell, which is attempting to develop a labeled games based on specific therapeutic effects, and the researchers are also being cheered. Uh, maker of the FDA approved a perception of video games that designed to treat children with ADHD. The trials as a treatment of long, long COVID brain fog. Uh, so there you go, Sarge. All these good benefits, but it's not. It's inconclusive. But they said the people, so basically, the kids that did so the video the games were better. Did is meaningless. Yeah. The kids that played video games had better attention spans and were smarter than the kids that didn't. So all these years, they said video games are bad until the next thing bad. comes out when the Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out and someone murders somebody and they blame Grand violent. Theft Auto 6. Yeah. We're violent. We don't pay attention. It's not good for us. I've heard everything since we've been born. Now all of a sudden, now it's sunshine and rainbows. Everybody needs to get video games for their kids. Yeah. Just like Sarge said, they did this so the market cap can go up. They're like, hey, look, kids, holidays are coming up. Maybe you want to buy a system for your 9 or 10-year-old. Come on down. Game Pass, dollar for three months. Hey, everyone being on board. Has that started again, the dollar for three months thing? Uh, well, it happens for different times. I, they'll probably do it for the holidays again. All right. That's why, that's why I like to do monthly. Right. Well, no, you can't do it. Once you do the dollar, you can't do it unless you do another account. You have to make a whole new a new account. I mean, I guess you could. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I only do monthly. I, I do one month at a time. So when the dollar one comes up, then no, I get but, it. Oh, right. But if you, once you do the dollar on your account, that's it. You can't do it again. Why not? Because they know it's the same account. You have to make up a new oh. email or whatever else. Yeah. So they can so they can do that, but we can't put a scoreboard in a first person shooter. Speaking of scores, priorities, priorities. Speaking of scores, the last story I want to talk about is this is not taking anything away from God of War Ragnarok. Okay, the 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 scores are out. Okay, the scores are out, and we have 10, 10, 10, 10, 9. 9.5, 9.5, 9.5, 9.5, 5 out of five, five out of five, five out of five, five out of five. What I want to say, Sarge, is that no such thing as a ten out of ten. God of War is a fantastic game. Now, I haven't played God of War Ragnarok, and I said when the game comes out, I'm sure it'll get these perfect scores, okay? But all of this, to me, is just useless. It's useless, mm-hmm. right? Because if, if, if one game has showed me that, obviously, Gotham Knights is not a 10 out of 10. It's also not a 0 out of 10, okay? Which people were giving on an actual Metacritic score, okay? So... Reviews in general to me are just jokes, okay? Obviously, there's a lot that goes on behind these, these, these uh, outlets that do these scores, 10 out of 10, Metacritic score, devs get bonuses and, and, and whatnot. So I'm not taking anything away from God of War. God of War, obviously, 
if was a perfect game, it would be the closest to be a perfect game, perhaps. But when someone takes a microscope to any other game, right, and especially that reviewer that did a couple years ago where they played the game, didn't finish the game because there was like another four hours or eight hours to play, and they scored it an eight out of ten. And then someone said, when well, you review, you didn't even finish the game. They went back and finished the game and then went from an eight to an 8.2. They played half the game, they gave it an 8. They played the rest of the half of the game, and they gave it a point two. Shit like that is just, it's, it's idiotic, okay? Obviously, we've always talked about a standardized, like, review process. I don't think it'll ever happen, okay? Oh, no, it, it will happen eventually. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but there's no such thing as a game that's uh, Babylon Fall. I didn't play it, but I don't even think that is a 1 out of 10. Maybe it is, Okay. And there's no such thing to me as a 10 out of 10 because if you could scrutinize a game for 60 frames per second or lag or glitch or falling through the map, if God of War at one second in any time that I see one piece of footage of someone glitching, animation face faking out, falling through the map, lagging, crashing, then this game is not a 10. You see what I'm saying? Like, because this is what they judge First every all, other game you on. Don't, you, don't, you don't have to be so overly critical. All you have to say is there's no such thing as a perfect game. And if there happens to be that day where there is a Correct. perfect game, then that 10 out of 10 is very meaningful. Not because this game has been so hyped for so long and all PlayStation fanboys are in these companies that they get 10 out of 10, right? Like if, if, if you love the game to death, right, and you think it's the greatest thing ever, you start at nine. I'm I'm okay with that. And then you keep, you can do your point two or point three or point four. But there's no such thing as a perfect game. Right. Right. There hasn't been a perfect game yet. Yeah. Right. And again, it's it's subjective. Right. What's perfect for you might of not course be perfect it's subjective. for somebody. For somebody yeah, but, else. Yeah. Yes, it's subjective. But does everyone think along the same lines? They're all the numbers match, bro. All the numbers match. There's nobody's deviating. There's that's that's all on the same lines. If I did if I did a bell curve, there's no curve. There's just right. nothing. Well, but everyone thought it was ob- right. amazing. Well, that's amazing. Krebsy, I'm not. I'm not saying what, what I'm saying about Gotham Knights is that people scrutinize like this, like uh, Andromeda got all the shit because of the facial expressions that people saw on the animations, right? Like the game itself, no one criticized anything else. It was just the animations that made the worst game ever, right? Fallout 76 was like one bug, and then, obviously it had a thousand bugs, but they they would focus on something else other than. Right, and what makes a seven out of ten compared to a ten out of ten is so minuscule. It's like think about this. Gotham, because of sixty frames per second and whatever else, got got a four out of five or five out of ten or whatever the hell it is. Call of Duty from IGN got a six out of ten, which is just one point higher than Gotham Knights, and that is a beautiful game and and whatever else. And then now you got a ten out of ten for for God of War. It just it's all over the fucking place. It's all the over companies- the fucking place. The companies that you know think a little bit like what we're talking about are the ones that did nine point four. That's how you know, right? Because I don't believe that, right. that that they know they, they don't believe no in a ten out of ten yeah. as a ten out of ten. Correct. Even in the PC mag is a four point five. Those guys know that at least on paper, there's no such thing as a right. perfect game. A nine point five to them is a perfect game because there is no such right. thing as a perfect game. Right. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Ob- obviously, look. Again, this is not taking anything away from God of War in any way, shape, or form. I, I love. No, I'm sure it's amazing. Yeah, I'm sure it is amazing. I just hate personally that anyone gives a perfect score or a zero or a one because 
no game, I don't care how bad the game is, should get a one, right? With the with the hundreds of people working on it to tens of people working on it, and it's broken, buggy when it comes out, it's still a working game. You play the game. It shouldn't get a one or a zero. So, fun hellish. None of the big name people gave Gotham Knights a one out of ten. No, that, that's not what I'm saying though. What what I'm saying is that the the skew of what people's what people give for scores, what's perfect and what's not perfect. The guy that 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 diminished uh, Cuphead because he couldn't get past the tutorial. You see what I'm saying here, right? Like the reviewer couldn't get past the tutorial. Okay, the other guy that didn't complete the game and his and his game point-wise, switched from an 8 to an 8.2 when he played an additional 40 hours of gameplay, right? It, it's, it's, all, it's all ridiculous. Anyway, uh, I'm sure God of War is fantastic. Uh, I hear that they say that on a PlayStation 4, God of War sounds like it's taking off. Like the PlayStation 4, it makes such, <laughs> such a loud noise when it's playing that it sounds like your PlayStation 4 is taking you, off. Your, your cooling fan's going to launch out yeah. of the system. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, Race. This is why no one looks at the pro pro uh, agencies anymore and, and takes them seriously because it, it it doesn't make sense from one to another. So, yeah. So if you're getting God of War, hope you have a great time. I hope it's a fantastic game. I'm waiting until I get a PlayStation Five because I don't feel like having a jet engine next to my head as I'm playing. Uh, and I'm sure it'll be. A, I, God of War One was a was an amazing game. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, Couple couple of uh, gameplay problems as far as mechanics and whatnot, but overall, I think it's like almost flawless, right? But it's it, no game's ever ten out of ten for me. Even my favorite games of all time, Mass Effect Two, is not a ten out of ten. Uh, it's got ten out of ten like story written and stuff like that, but overall, it's not a ten out of ten. Uh, so yeah, that'll do it. Uh, Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Episode 331 is in the can. We do appreciate you coming out, hanging out with us. If you'd like to help us out in any way, shape, or form, you can hit that like button down below. If you'd like to go above and beyond that, uh, you can hit the subscribe button. That's also free. If you'd like to go above and beyond that, you can become a member as little as 99 cents, uh, or you can also go up to a different uh, higher tier. You don't have to, but it does help us out. If you want to do a super chats or a special thanks after this airs, you can do that as well. Uh, we've done 331 episodes. We have about, I think, about seven more episodes left uh, in this year or six more episodes in this year. So we'll, we'll be around 338, 337 maybe by the end of this year. And then we'll start season nine uh, next year after the new year. So we do appreciate you coming out. Uh, please make sure you share, like, and subscribe. Check us out on the podcast over on all platforms where you can listen to podcasts on Anchor.fm, Google Play, Spotify, uh, and uh, iTunes. Thank you very much. Don't forget to check out uh, my other channel, 30NSG. We've been posting some uh, game uh, discussion type videos over there as well between Gotham, Hogwarts, Suicide Squad. I'm going to be making other ones as well. Uh, you can go subscribe over there. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers over on that channel, and we're at like 720-something, I think, uh, as of right now. So I appreciate you very much. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you guys on the next one. Game on, guys. Two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.